Welcome to Caffeine Co-op. My name is Zach. And I'm Brandon. And welcome back to what is our second part of the E3 recap. It wasn't uh, wasn't supposed to be a second part, though. Um, so, for you friendly listeners out there tonight, or today, or, you know, whatever, uh, we started recording the episode yesterday, and... And we've there, been recording since. It's been... It's basically actually, been nonstop. Just nonstop yeah. recording. The problem is... That about 23 of those 24 hours is unusable. <laughs> it's um, like um, well, it, it it's like the Beatles when they they would just record like a ton of stuff and they would just have it in their in their 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 vault. They would just have a bunch of B sides. Then we'll eventually we're gonna release them in like 20 years or something like that. <laughs> um, when we like when especially when Caffeine Co-op is broken up and then you know we we'll we'll do our uh, our final show on uh, on the roof. I mean, they'll have everyone come out and stuff, and uh, it'd be it'd be good. Like, I think, um, yeah, I think uh, our time in India is gonna really bring out some really cool stuff in us. I I'm think really that, excited about it. And that'll be that'll be our best. I I I can't imagine a better time between us, buddy. Um, <laughs> but going off of that joke for a minute. That being said, since our first part episode is technically gonna be separated. That was the only episode I think we haven't made the joke about us breaking up. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> so means we're, we're in. We can't, we're no, no going back. No going back till we get to that. We got we got a peak before now we can break up. Now we have yeah. to commit. Um, but yeah, just really got to do. Even if we don't want to, we're just like, well, we made a promise. <laughs> oh, oh, we're in. We're all in at this point, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, to the listener, uh, this part. Part which I am going to label as part two is probably going to go up before part one, um, which don't worry, it's don't freak out, like you'll be okay. To give you a quick recap, in part one we talked about Microsoft, Ubisoft, uh, and most of Bethesda's showcases. As I said, I'm going to edit it as soon as possible. I'm going to try and get what I can available, and we'll put that out there eventually. But for now. We're just going to focus on moving forward because, as Brandon said, we've been recording for 24 to 25 straight hours now. Um, so we're going to dive. We are back. slowly dying. We, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're like, <laughs> I can only drink so many gallons of Mountain Dew to keep this going. I, like, at this point, oh, I shouldn't. Uh, my catheter really hurts. I think we should. We, we really need to stop recording. I just, it's just been like, I, I think. All of this coffee is ruining my body. It's just, it's, it's just like, what? Well, there's a catheter, and then it's just going back into my body in an IV, and it's just like a circular, uh, fluid motion. I, I don't I just, think that's good for me. I oh god, I love all the coffee <laughs> memes, and that's. I'm just thinking of all of them right now. I'm pretty sure there's the Donald Duck one. I'm pretty sure there's the one with the Snow White. I don't know one. these. Um, oh god, the coffee, coffee, or not? I guess those aren't memes; they're gifts, right? But whatever, right? Um, I I I mean, I oh, is, coffee, is, so. is is the Donald Duck one where he has the tape and he's like taping up his eyes? Maybe I have don't. You know. seen that I, one? That's I, that's a really good one. Donald Duck if you're has tired. a lot of tired ones, so maybe he doesn't have a coffee specific one. Maybe I'm going off a track with that. Right. Um, There's another one where he's like he's trying to go to bed, and yeah. it's like exactly how how I feel every night. I'm just like getting ready. I'm like hmm hmm hmm, and then I think of something. I'm like you should write this short story, and I'm like no, my brain just going like 90 miles an hour. Just like, what about this? What if this happens? What if this happens? What if this happens tomorrow? I'm like, I don't think it will. We should probably just go to bed. 
my brain's like, yeah, but I'm going to put my, your anxiety into overdrive. Let's go. I'm like, no. But it's, 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 it's one of those things. It's like, it's just going to, it eats at you. It's like, I love Donald Duck. I, I, I recently got a shirt from a thrift store that just has like his face on it. And it says, don't mess with a duck. Oh which is my great. God. I love which, it. Um, yeah. I wear it at the gym and I'm just like me. I'm the duck. <laughs> That's who you shouldn't mess with. I point at me, just walking up to people. I love that so much. From and <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna twist it to my thing. I love that from a Kingdom Hearts point of view because oh Donald is the like magician in your group, and like oh my god, in every Kingdom Hearts game, Donald was always and like I, everyone, I'm guilty of this too. We always hated him because he was your he was your <laughs> magician, but he never healed you. Like he would right. never heal you when you needed to be healed, but like. In Kingdom Hearts 3, he, Donald's character is written as, like, one of the strongest characters in the oh entire God. Kingdom Hearts universe. And I just love that shirt being like, yeah, don't mess with that. You don't, <laughs> don't mess with <laughs> I gotta take a picture of that, and I gotta I got send it to you. Yeah. I'll have to send you the clip. The, it's it, There's literally this one scene in Kingdom Hearts 3 where they're all fighting the bad guys, and Donald just steps up out of nowhere and does this spell <laughs> that's, like, are you're the strongest person in in Final Fantasy at this point. Like, oh my god, that's perfect. That's amazing. He basically sets a bomb off. To be quite frank. Oh my god, <laughs> that sounds. Gr- I I need to play these games. Uh, I've been doing that for a full decade, and not only you, but two other people I know <laughs> have told me I should because I know I like it. And like most things, when people recommend them, like, well, people will say I like them. My reaction is. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, well, I else. I'm like, yeah, but Titanfall Two is sitting right over there. I might as well play that again. Like a couple months now. I, I got. We got to get back into it. Yeah, no. we got to get back into that. And hey, I'm going to lose my touch yeah. because I mean, how how many seasons into Community was it before I finally <laughs> listened to you and watched that show? <laughs> it I, was a while. I was, mean, I think you were literally telling me every season, Zach, you would really like Community. Zach, you would really <laughs> like Community. And then, do you, I, I remember it so distinctly. I'm pretty sure it was season four. Like, like I caught a random episode of four before I restarted on season one. <laughs> and I was like, Brandon, did you ever hear of this show called Community? And I'm pretty sure yeah. in your eye, I could just see the look of like, I'm going to sock this son of a gun <laughs> right to the ground. Recommendation usually comes from like good intentions. But when you get the right. recommendation, you're like, ah, ah, ah thanks. Like, thanks. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. I will say uh, I've had a good track record with my brother Steve where I'll recommend him something and he'll really like it. And then my brother Ryan, he'll recommend something to Steve and Steve will watch it and he'll be like, nah, I didn't like that. <laughs> and now, he, now he's been <laughs> – not, not like it, it's it's not like he pits us against each other, but he's like <laughs> – he's kind of like mentioned before. He's like, nah. I'm going with Brandon's recommendation on this. Yeah, Brandon, like, I don't want to call you out here, but we have all of like maybe five to ten listeners, and I'm pretty sure Ryan is one of them. So you're calling him out right on the I think, spot. I'm not calling him out. I'm just saying this is just a this is just, a, <laughs> this is just inside knowledge, inside baseball, brother. I think I think you you have maybe, like there's probably instances with you like you maybe there's something 
your 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 siblings have mentioned. You're like, oh, you should you would like this, and you're like, yeah, oh, whatever. Brandon, no one listens. To uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> you're the oldest one, so you, I'm you don't, the you don't nerd have to that tells yeah. these sports jockeys to do something, and they're like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good, bro. Yeah, that's. I will say, um, my other friend, uh, brother friend Tara had, had mentioned one of my, like, it actually made me think of the situation, the situation with Steven Ryan was that she, she mentioned how her sister had at one point said like, she's never going to watch, uh, like Twin Peaks because of how, how much, like, how, how much, uh, like Tara talked about it. And then, uh, <laughs> we're like trying to figure out, like, is there a way I could mention it like offhandedly, just like, just talking to her one day and be like. Oh man, there's a show Twin Peaks. I think you would really like just just like really go into it real hard and like <laughs> just recommend it as like soon as possible. But on that note of recommending <laughs> things to people, you recommended me Kingdom Hearts three, and we can go into this right now. But I knew you've had a uh, you've had something on your mind, something that's uh, been um oh I got been your gears a bit. I got some brewing. Uh, uh, okay. Oh. All right. All right. We can. We can we'll, we'll do. We'll, we'll do a we'll, little. A little. Little Kingdom Hearts knit here. It's been brewing. It's but what's what's the roast on this? Is this a, is this a dark roast? Is this a Colombian like a Cuban roast you got going? You know what? The brew boys. Yeah, we're we have we, we got something going. Got a strong brew boys reaction here. I <laughs> I gotta say this is like like. Not not mild, but not burnt. Like we're somewhere. Like we're we're okay. It really should be a medium, but like like right. it's a little like a blonde. Yeah. yeah, well, like like little, little taste. But basically, if anyone doesn't know, the Kingdom Hearts community is full of just insane people at this point. It just it's just bananas crazy, and <laughs> I as and as a fan of Kingdom Hearts since Kingdom Hearts one came out. Uh, in 2002, I think, uh, I think that's correct. I can check for that. Four, yeah. uh, between 2002 and four, I'm going to say, I'm going to say four. I want to say four is correct for Kingdom Hearts one. Cause I'm pretty sure two is six. Anyway, that's, you know, neither here nor there, but, <laughs> uh, a lot of the hardcore fans, like, you know, we were all waiting for Kingdom Hearts three for an extensive amount of time. For, for the fans that played all the games, it was about five or six years. For the fans that were waiting since Kingdom Hearts 2, that's 10 plus years. Yeah. And uh, Also, update? Yeah. First one came out in 2002. I don't know why I doubted myself. I don't know why I <laughs> doubted myself. Oh, God. Get at me, bros. Um, anyway, <clears throat> back to a level of you know, professionalism. Um, but basically, you know... Fans were excited for Kingdom Hearts 3, and we were all like, oh, this is great. We're all following the director. We're all excited. And Kingdom Hearts 3 came out, and I, I, that was in January of this year. It is now almost July. It's the end of June. And every month, fans are just getting more and more toxic against this game. And I just uh. I, I just watched a, I, I watched an in-depth video called Kingdom Hearts 3 is a Disappointment the other day. And I watched the full, like, 20 minutes because I really wanted to get into the mind of this person. And honestly, if you don't like Kingdom Hearts 3, I genuinely feel sorry for you. Because, first of all, as a whole, Kingdom Hearts is just supposed to be for fun. It's a Disney-inspired series, right? Like, like the game gets into very in-depth 
topics of friendship and family and like how you're not always going to be there for each other even though you want to yes and that's it's and that's what makes it great is it gets into these in-depth things but like it's supposed to be this fun series like that's the overall goal right um right and people just i don't i don't know what they thought kingdom hearts 3 was going to do i thought i think everyone just thought it was going to break like boundaries beyond belief and, and like Kingdom Hearts 3 delivered exactly what I expected and wanted. It was a game with a story that was a start to finish. It had Disney Worlds in the middle. There was a co- co- cohesive narrative throughout the whole plot. Like, it's right. just a fun game. And, and the gameplay, easily the most enjoyable in the series. Easily. Now, people don't like it because it's not the same as Kingdom Hearts 2. And the gameplay from Kingdom Hearts 2 was way more, like... I don't, it was more thought-oriented, and that I'll admit, like, like, it was, you had to be aware of every little detail of when you were playing, like, you know, you can't use magic too much, you can't use your items too much, you can't use a limit or a spell or whatever, um, and it was way more thought-oriented, and I'll admit that, but, like, Kingdom Hearts 3 is more fun, in my opinion, um, and that's right. what, I, like I, again, I don't want to talk t- too much about it, but it basically comes down to people don't like three because it didn't live up to what two essentially was. And I don't personally the story. I don't know why it didn't live up to what you thought. I if you're gonna tell me Kingdom Hearts three has a bad pacing issue, none of the Kingdom Hearts have a good pacing issue. <laughs> Like, they don't. They just don't. You spend every time going into a Disney world, and you live out that Disney movie. And, like, that's what you enjoyed about it. So why did you have an issue with it during Kingdom Hearts 3? So it's the same exact thing. Um, And if you're going to tell me that you don't like it because of the gameplay, like, again, this is where I feel sorry for you because it's it's just different. People, they they took a different approach. It was... uh, Admittedly, it was more flashy. You could exchange different interactions between transforming your weapon to using spells. And I I just... People are just overly angry at this series right now. And that makes me sad because I think people have lost what Kingdom Hearts was all about. And that's what upsets me. Because it's supposed to be fun. And if you didn't have fun playing Kingdom Hearts 3, I, again feel sorry for you man just like honestly uh just like just go off king just <laughs> roast him again chart like hey hard fans you like that you like being roasted and grilled getting charred up getting ready to serve right on a, a plate for everybody look at uh mr gordon Ramsay over here just got you <laughs> I don't know. I need to, I need some sauce with this side of roasted ass uh, Kingdom Hearts fans right now. <laughs> but a dumbass like goobers. Kingdom Hearts three is a failure. Uh, so I, I can't. <laughs> I was gonna say something much worse. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll text it to you. And I almost said it. Send right in now, the send in the Discord. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, and like and and to wrap wrap it up, kind of like I. So I also saw someone on Twitter the other day saying, like, you know, people can dislike Kingdom Hearts and people can like Kingdom Hearts. And that's true. There's no, there's nothing wrong with disliking it. Like, it's the fact that the people that 
are disliking it are so aggressive about it. And it, it's that aggression that has given the Kingdom Hearts fan base, like, the toxic name that is just... It's the same thing with being a Rick and Morty fan, you know? Like, I think right. both of us love Rick and Morty, but, like, it's gotten to that point where you, like, wear a hoodie and sunglasses when you say, yeah, I, I like Rick and Morty. What, what do you got? <laughs> right. Um, and that's that's kind of what, like, like, for years I've been a Kingdom Hearts fan, and being a fan was funny because it's like, oh, he likes Kingdom Hearts. Now, if you still follow a Kingdom Hearts fan on Twitter, like, now it's more like, yeah, I'm, I'm a Kingdom Hearts fan. Just, just, yeah. just <laughs> it's tough. It's gone from, like, me, like, thinking of the fans of the of the games being like, oh, oh, man, I'm sorry. I know I know the third one has been taking a while to come out. And then, like, now I'm like, y'all shut up. You yeah. had your game. And the Let's other thing whining. I can't wait is the DLC that's supposed to drop in uh <laughs> 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 Oh, you you will not get that Discord message, listeners. I'm sorry, but it was a good one. Um <laughs> Zach and I have talked about profanity on this podcast, and I don't think that one's gonna pass. Uh no. <laughs> um but like just to wrap it up, the, the, the DLC that's uh, well, you know, we're gonna get to that, but basically there's DLC coming out. And if you completely, like, flip-flop it, and just because of the DLC, you know, like, I, it becomes that meme where it's like, if you didn't like me at my this, you don't deserve me at my this. And that's... Right, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm just, that's, I'm done with it. I don't care. Get toxic, bum out of here. All right, let's yeah. talk about E3. Let's get into fun stuff. Um, All right, let's do this. Because uh, that's what the listeners came for yesterday in this 26-hour recording. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, so we left off with Bethesda and we're going to jump back into it real quick. Uh, I just want to wrap up some comments with that. Basically fallout 76, uh, it was handled poorly and never should have been there. Battle Royales, thumbs down. Big old thumbs down. And, yeah. uh, okay. The Elder Scrolls stuff, big don't care. Big don't care. Huge snore. Huge don't Huge care. Huge made me want to take a nap during yep. that presentation. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't think we actually talked about this. They announced a game called Ghostwire Tokyo with no release date and also, I believe, no gameplay. Oh, oh man, I wanted to talk about this. Uh, oh, for real? I'm actually pretty jazzed. Yeah, I'm actually like super jazzed about this. All right, let's go. Let's get back into this. Okay, so, uh, like, how do you feel just in general? I'm curious. Like, what's your, what's the, um, what's the temperature? Uh, lukewarm, if I'm honest. Okay. But But I only watched the trailer once and I took minimal notes on it. Okay. Well, oh, so I'm so I'm gonna hit you. Give me a refresher. Okay, I'm gonna hit you with some stuff, like some okay. pretty cool facts that make me excited. I think in like after I'm done, I think it's gonna get you excited too. Hey, anything to make Bethesda look a little bit better. Honestly, <laughs> anything. Right? Yeah. All right. So one, that title freaking rules. Just it's cool. It's weird. Different. I like it. It's not like uh, it like. You know, it's not vague and then be like Origins or Rising Storm. Something boring like that. Just get those out of here. Give me Ghostwire Tokyo. Hell yes. I don't know what that means, but I am 100% in. Like, just... Okay. Let's move on from that. Let's move to logistics, the actual team that's working on it. So the producer on it is Shinji Mikami who he worked on uh, some of my favorite games of all time. He worked on Resident Evil 4, 
Uh, he worked on Devil May Cry. Just great designer. He's worked on a ton of games in like in this generation. He's done a lot of stuff. So he's producer on it. But here's the thing. He's not uh, like a, a director on it. The director on it is actually a first time director, but she has worked, but she, she's basically the, like she's the, the protege to uh, Shinji Mikami. And what's really cool is that like, she's been, she's worked on uh, the evil within and uh, like other games that he directed that she, she's pretty much been like working underneath him in terms of like, uh, it was a games for a very long time and it's really cool just because it's 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 a huge chance it's one of those things where it's just like here's a really big game where it put a lot of money into and also if you haven't seen the um the trailer is good the 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 actual the like the, the full like presentation is amazing because the uh the director of the game and i'm looking for her name right now that's a big thing is that like it's being headlined by a woman and that's that's great. I think it's great we have like more diversity in the um, in the games industry, especially in a creative role. Because you always hear about these creators who are like, oh, you know, um, Miyamoto he created like Mario and Zelda and like Shinji Mikami, and then like John Man- uh, Romero he worked on the first Doom. So that, but you you don't really hear as much uh, like. Uh, as much women for uh for directors so it's really cool it's exciting to have someone like right at the forefront and it's um akumi nakamura who has worked on art for uh the evil within and a lot of uh um and has been kind of working underneath shinji mikami she is amazing she seems like the coolest person in the world because she comes out her and if you haven't seen her presentation she seems like just the best way I've the best way the way I like to describe it, she she is like like a like a wizard just her energy it's just like she has very much a charisma to her which is the way she talks about stuff she was like talking about how she's like oh there's a lot of people it's, it's making me nervous and she was saying she's like well I'm, I'm gonna try my best to uh speak speak in English it's really cool like you can definitely tell she wanted to make sure that was like like a big point and the one thing I really appreciate is the way how she says it she's like this game it's spooky and like the way she says it, and then like she's like, not really horror though. So it's more action adventure kind of game, and it makes me really excited because the way that she talked about it was that like there's some stuff that's normal and some some stuff that's uh, it's paranormal. It's very much like you trying to figure out what's going on. It's like a mystery game with a lot of action adventure elements in it, and I think that's super exciting for a studio like this is taking a big chance on a first time director for a game, but it's someone who's incredibly ta- incredibly talented. And that knows what she's doing. And it's going to be really cool to just have something that's like from uh, like a new IP from a a new director with all the support behind her. It's really cool. It's just it makes me really excited to see not only this game, but also what influence this game is going to have on other games for the future. And what this means for Bethesda that I hope they're going to take chances on people who are like who who uh, are hungry and want this opportunity that they're going to you know, do something like this. And just the look of it and just the style is like, as she said, spooky. 
and it looks like Halloweenish, like kind of like that that like fun scariness to it, but not like horror. And I like that. I think that's a really cool thing that they're investing in, and super excited. And I'm gonna buy ten thousand copies. Yeah. <laughs> well, I gotta say, like that sounds really cool. Um, and honestly, my biggest takeaway from that is, as you pointed out, that is a very cool big step for Bethesda. Whether that was an intentional PR move or not, um, that that's very cool. And honestly, especially, I, I cannot stress enough how much the Fallout 76 and the Elder Scrolls Blades thing just did not rub me the right way. Um, hearing <laughs> how, uh, how excited you are for this, based off of how excited this director whose name I already forgot, and I apologize to her. But it's okay. <laughs> based off of your excitement for her and how excited she sounded alone, like I'm definitely going to go ch- double-check the presentation when we're done with this. Like, I, I, that, that is, it sounds very good. I forgot to mention, she worked as an artist on Akami and on Bayonetta, and she was the lead artist on The Evil Within. So, cool. She, working yeah. for a really long time. Yeah, the name sounded familiar when you said it. I just right. don't know. Um, but that's really cool. Good for her getting that uh, that big first job, you know? Yeah. Um, it's super exciting. Yeah. I'll definitely have to check it out. But, yeah, I think that's it for um, I think that's it for Bethesda. I think there's no other games that's like they really talked about or showed. Wait, like, wait. Brandon, Brandon, you're yeah? missing what? another big game that was shown. Oh, I'm I don't sorry. think so. I'm sorry, I'm not going to what you want to go yet. I'm talking about Deathloop. Uh, oh, yeah. Which I wanted to talk about because I actually thought this was, this was, I didn't, I, I'm, I'm like, like boiling hot in this one. Like, like what's your temperature? Yeah. Like, 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 we're, we're not boiling, we're simmering. We're simmering. Like, okay. So, yeah. Deathloop was revealed. <laughs> I think this was the reveal trailer. Um, yeah. It and it's about these two people trapped in a time loop that are constantly killing each other. This young woman and young man, if I remember correctly. Um, yes. And the disappointing thing was there was no release date and there's no gameplay, but the idea just seemed interesting. It seemed like a combination of Groundhog's Day and Infamous and Bioshock. Because, yeah. like, 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 so, so, like, I'm going to start with infamous because like it seemed like it had that more lighthearted kind of like style to it um bioshock because like it seemed like a combination between like first person shooter and also like some kind of like magic in involved um right i could be over exaggerating that though uh and then lastly I groundhog's day right because on. like yeah. literally it's about the rep- repeating day between these two people so, like, I don't know, it was a, I thought it was a very interesting idea. Again, the lack of gameplay kind of like, eh. And to the listener, again, if this comes out before part one does, we talked a lot in the last episode, the last part, about how a lot of E3 was lacking in gameplay, which is kind of kind of sad. Um, not necessarily bad, bad in sometimes, but um, uh, it was just, this was just one of those cases. I thought it was an interesting trailer, interesting concept, but... It was just missing some things, and that's why it's like simmering. It's a simmer interest. Okay, I get that. I think that's a good point. Like, I think um, it. I definitely. I like the trailer a lot. The style looks great. It has yeah. a lot of style. Like, 
the way I would say is it has a lot of style. style. Like you know, it's uh, you know, it's, don't when you finish, see it, like it's it's style. style. And yeah, yeah. Because the game's not finished, but yeah. Um. <laughs> and if, if you see the trailer, I think you'll understand. It's very much like this. It's tough to to really pinpoint what it looks like, but it, it has a very particular look, and I really like that a lot. It's, it's very distinctive. It's very much yeah, you know, right out of the gate. It's like, hey, we're here. This is what we're going to be like. This is our game. And I even so, liked the narrative of it, the way like the guy yeah. was explaining his part while the girl was explaining her part. It and was they were, really cool. It, 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 was a, it was a good trailer. Like It was, it was a fine yeah. trailer. Um, yeah, that's a really good way to put it. Like, it's a great trailer that has me very interested in what's next. Like, all right, it's it, it it's like a good bait and like it's a good hook for me. Like, I am exactly. You know, I I the hook is through my head. I'm like, I'm still underwater. I'm you know I'm just you know I'm still looking up at the boat. I'm like, mm, I'm not sure about this. <laughs> like, uh, you know the the hook has gone through my brain, probably messing up my most of my like motor functions at this point but i'm still able to like not fully decide if i want to come up yet so uh, maybe on the next one yeah that's very graphic i, I apologize oh my god <laughs> <laughs> oh those poor fishes um no you, i i agree i actually kind of wanted to i think my thing was is just like with movies there are movies that have amazing trailers and sometimes yeah. the movie just isn't there and that's what like yeah. This was a good game trailer, and I just am going to say I'm hopeful to see more and to see it play out well. Um, so and I'm, I'm good with leaving it at that. I like that. I think that's a good way to put it. Cool. I'm happy. So, yeah. now that that's out of the way. Yep. I think there's that's a it. certain sequel that might be approaching this year that was shown by Bethesda. Uh, I can't, um, I can't read my notes. I think it says, uh, uh, a zoom F eternal. Is that, is that correct? Brandon? Or wait, 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 no, 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 it's, it's doom eternal. I think. Yeah. Uh, that's almost it. I think it's, it sounds a little more like, <clears throat> Doom, eternal. A little more like that. It's a little oh, more... I see. It's it's the dialect. It's a specific yeah, pronunciation. It, it's so, tough. I'm gonna try. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try. Correct me if I'm wrong here. Yeah. Doom, eternal. Oh yeah, you. That is spot on. Actually, yeah, you did. Uh, you really got the um, the native tongue with that, especially in the back of the throat. It really comes up. Pure guttural in the noises. diaphragm. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. you can really feel the hell coming up in your body. Yeah, it's 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 <laughs> like misleading to the, the the floating ghosts and demons all around. You know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I took longer on that one because it's just like it hurts my throat, but also it takes a little bit to like get like up to it. But you the, to more, like, the it, but you know the waiting is that it's like it's it's the uh, the 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 um the uh, anticipation. Yeah, that's what I was hoping. Yeah, that's definitely it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Brandon is our Doom expert on the case here. Uh, I will just say my thoughts based off of the trailer. Yeah. 
I'm, then, I'm excited to hear what you think. Yeah. You can go into it. I, I gotta say, I was a huge Halo fan um, in Xbox days. Like, I played Halo 1 to 4. I loved right. Halo. I was a huge Halo fan. Um, and nothing ever really scratched that itch ever again. This, and I don't actually know if I've seen gameplay of Doom, like the first 2016 game. Really? Uh, yeah, and I know you praise it, so like that makes I'm just I uh-huh. want to go back to uh, yeah. <laughs> recommendations we just haven't gone up to yet. Uh, <laughs> but watching the trailer for Eternal, it looks to me like a Halo game that takes place in hell. That it looks exactly yeah. like a Halo game <laughs> that takes place in hell, and I gotta say it looks awesome and just badass as hell. Like just awesome um and that's really all i gotta say about it because i I don't know too much about doom except what brandon has told me both on and off the pod um so (laughs) i'm gonna let him take over to give us the full doom eternal effects oh i like that one yeah um yeah it looks all right (laughs) no uh (laughs) uh man this game Christ, I was drinking my water and just spilled it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Jesus. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't expect that. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm done talking for a while. I can take a sip of my water. I'm sure it's not going to be that outlandish. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm keep, I keep you on your toes. Yeah, you gotta, always gotta make sure. Yeah, <laughs> there's like a splash zone for the podcast. You gotta make sure. And, uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. That, or, Listen to be yeah. <laughs> You're in for a scare. <laughs> well, uh, so yeah, I yeah. To be honest, um, how how do I phrase this? Um, I think the scientific way of uh, describing it, and I think the academic way of kind of uh, transcribing my feelings would be: this looks like the most ass-kicking game that's ever <laughs> graced our green earth, and it's gonna blow my brain out of my skull when I put it into the PSVR. And I'm gonna say thank you. May I have some more? And um, I all in. It's like the scene in Simpsons when. Millhouse is is playing Bone Storm, and it's a uh, welcome. Uh, he puts in the uh, through <clears throat> throw house, but it only comes up as as a uh, as a uh, <laughs> welcome through uh, through uh, <clears> throw and I just like it's. But it, his his hair is being blown back, and it's like all in the back of his head. That's how I feel about. Uh, with with this game, with um, when I think about <clears throat> Doom Eternal, that's how I feel about this game. I'm just like watching that made me feel like I wasn't ready for it. Yeah, also that was the thing. Oh, I was yeah. just like, I don't know if I could play this game. Like that's how intense it looks, and just how insanely wild it looks. It, it looks so fast, and it it made it makes the other Doom look like tetris like it, it's well, just like oh look look at that thing look at 
that game where you blew up demons with a rocket launcher. This one, you blew up cyber demons with a BFG. That's, That's I in the world. All right, so I'm glad you brought it at the like comparison between the two up because again, I haven't, I don't remember seeing Doom footage, 2016 Doom. Right. Footage. Like I don't even remember that. And this is the first time I think, and I, I, I would have to fact check myself, <clears throat> but I think this is the first time in any game series that I've seen a sequel and immediately been like, yeah, I think I'm just going to start with that one because that one looks fantastic <laughs> and I'm going to just start with that one. Like, yeah. even God of War, we we both know that the PS4 God of War was, like, a soft reboot. It was technically a sequel to the original, but it was a quote-unquote soft reboot. Like, you didn't right. have to pay the... I still want to play the other trilogy before I play the new one. This game? No, no. Just, just give me Doom Eternal. Doom Eternal <laughs> looks so good. And, like, in the trailer, you could hear the, like, da-da-da-da, yeah. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm like... Oh my god! Like what is happening? Like what? <laughs> and he's jumping and shooting, and he grabbed the skull of something, and like I don't remember if he punched it or ripped it or whatever. And I just I was watching that trailer, and uh, you could just feel I could feel my heart rate go up. Like I just yes, absolutely. That's amazing. Like, yeah. I, like I'm sorry, I'm sorry because I, I again as a Kingdom Hearts fan, I am very much a, you start with the first game, end with the last game. But no, no, I want. I just want Doom Eternal. I just <laughs> want Doom Eternal right now. I'm so, I'm so glad. It's funny. Uh, I like thinking you like <laughs> after playing like Kingdom Hearts three. You're like, all right, let's see what my next game is. What is this? This game? Uh, what's it called? It's it's uh, it's Doom Eternal. Let's see what. Yeah, it's and probably, boom! It's Brandon bucks down the door 3. and he points at yeah. me and just goes, "It's Doom Eternal." Where's the music coming from? <laughs> it's, just, it's around me. It's just like uh, it's. It, <laughs> well, little did I know you have Doom One in your back pocket and the case is just open, <laughs> so the soundtrack's just around at all times. Yeah, just, I just have it like just to just to go. Yeah, just uh, I'm just like at all times. I'm like you know what, like if I need it. Yeah, it's it um accompanying is the dude uh monster from the first one. Have you seen that? Where it's the uh it's the it's a demon with a horn. And it looks like he's he's going like toot. He's going like with his, no, his horn. But uh, I will I'll send it to you a little bit. But it's like one of my favorite demons from the first one. And it's there's like a big there's a cover art on the first game. There was not it's like not not cover art, but it's like one of the promotional images was like a big like uh huge like splash page of um kind of how, how the game not how the gameplay looks but how the game is like how it is like just a really cool splash page of like the the is is the doom slayer as he's killing all these demons and there's one there's one demon with like a horn he's like running in he's like dude and he just kind of like he looks like he's just having a having a good time i'm just like that's my that's my man yeah <laughs> he's like that's my boy in the fight yeah but yeah, I totally understand how you feel because it's it's one of the things where I'm just like, it's insane. They took Doom, the first game, and they they made a new version in 2016, and they they made they, like they were able to make the same feeling of the same of the original Doom and be able to update it with that game, made it feel fast, scary, and intense and badass. And it's a, it's like the the ultimate power fantasy because I think one of the best parts of Doom. <clears throat> doom <laughs> of that one one of my favorite part is that like even the demons 
are terrified of you. It's a great feeling. It's a cool thing to have, like, over the last few years, there's been a lot of, like, horror games where it's like, oh, no, run away from the demons. I don't know why. I, t- I turned into Ringo when I was doing that. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> we got to get out of here, guys. Okay. Think, uh, All know. right, Ringo. If you don't want to hide the demons, you can hide in the octopus's garden. What do you guys think? That's, that is a bad Ringo. Uh, I, mean, I know. I don't. I I can't. I, don't, I can't do a British accent. Um, I can't. I can't do a beat. Yeah, I can't, I can't do any of the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I. Uh, it's it's funny because I do like. Uh, I I don't. We've talked about this before. I do want to get a a PSVR. I very much want to get a PlayStation VR set. Um, right. and I know there was a Doom VR set or VR, yeah. like they made the full Doom game in VR. And that's probably yeah. what I'll do is I'll just get Eternal regular and play that. And whenever I finally get a VR set, I'll get the VR version of Doom and see how awesome that is. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. So then I'll still get that like first that. game, but it'll be a crazier experience even. Right. I think one of the best parts that I think you'll like, what is really cool about the sequel, especially is that, it's building on this foundation they built, they had on the first game where it's like, uh, you're not afraid of the demons. The demons are afraid of you because you are the doom slayer. And there's this whole, there's like the opening scene is this very short, like 20 second little monologue where it talks about how badass you are. And you wake up, you kill some demons and you find your, your armor in like a shrine to yourself that people have made. And the best part is that throughout the entire game, every time this this guy who he's trying to help you, but he's he's pretty much evil. Like he's this robot guy trying to help you, and he's he's telling you about how, like it's actually, I have a lot more to say about that game, but I'll keep it short. Uh, one of my favorite parts is that like at one point he tells the the Doomslayer that like it was a means to an end that we were we had to sacrifice all these people to save Earth. But the best part is the Doom guy, as he's saying that, the Doom guy is, like, cracking his knuckles, and he just smashes the, sc- the screen the guy is talking to him and on. Oh, my he's God. Like, it's great. It's so that much fun. So basically, satisfying. It is. Only, there's, there's a part where the guy's talking to you, and he's like, all right, you have to carefully remove this canister. Uh, like, you know, like, if, 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 you, if you remove it uh, carefully, we'll still be able to use it in the future. The Doomsayer just, he just kicks it off. He's like, Psh! just, like rocks it off the thing and the guy's like fine all right just do it your way he's like kind of pissed but he's like all right you i have to deal with you uh it's great and then in the new one they take it in even further where there's a scene on phobos uh and it's like this kind of like the spaceship kind of thing and you're walking through and th- there's all these demons are coming and they're kind of like the humans are like holding the back against this door and everyone's talking. They're like, "Oh, you know, the, all the demons are almost here." And they're get, everyone's getting worried. And then like, they're like, well, "We just got a message from command. They're saying we should open the doors." And somebody's like, "Why would we do that? Are you insane?" And then they look over and you, they see you. One guy just backs up. He's like, "Oh my god!" And then like, then you walk up to another guy. You you just take his key card. You, you you take his key card, but you don't take it off of him. You take it and you just pull him by the the lanyard. You open the door. <laughs> You walk through, and then, like, all these soldiers are there, and, like, the, there's two of them there, and they're, like, talking to you. They're like, hey, what are you doing here? And, like, you're not allowed. And they just stop mid-sentence. You walk up to one guy's, and you just take his gun, and you're like, this is mine now. You just, like, rip it out of his hands. And then you just walk in, and you just start killing demons. Okay, so, question. Does Doom Guy talk? 
No. Like actually talk? No. Okay. So that's it's even it's that much better because it's just it's just silent. Like yeah, it's it's like you very much you very much interpret have to say anything. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's, Do you want to uh, hear something even crazier? How yeah. that whole sequence ends? Shoot for it. Yep. Okay. So you know about the BFG? Yeah. Uh, you know, like what it actually <laughs> what it actually stands for. Yeah. Um. So on the spaceship, they have something called the BFG. Uh, I, th- I think it's ten thousand, and it's like this huge gun that's like a pretty much like a battleship, like cannon, and it's supposed to be like su- super powerful. Uh-huh. You load yourself into the BFG ten thousand. You shoot yourself out of that. You you become a bullet yourself. Nah. You shoot yourself off to the next level. Yeah. That's dumb. That, that sounds <laughs> on par for the course, I gotta say. So. Right, yeah. There's so much stuff I want to tell you more about, but I want you to experience... Even, like, if you if you play this one first, I completely understand. Like, that first one's amazing. This one looks like it's going to blow it out of the water, which is insane to think. Cause that last one was amazing. Yeah. This one looks ultra amazing something so. i want to do maybe something to maybe a little uh tease for the listeners in a future Ooh. episode i think we should talk about games worth pre-ordering in the next few months Ooh, that's a really good yeah i like that segment because yeah. that's what like i'm thinking about this and especially something we haven't really touched upon in the episode yet a lot of games announced at e3 are coming out between like february and april of next year there was not a huge fall block this year. Um, right, yeah. I heard a lot of that had to do with uh, uh, just... I don't, I, I, I don't know if it's VFX artists, if that's... That's, I think, what the movie artists are called. I don't know if that's the same for the game I think industry. So. Uh, but uh, I know a lot of it was yeah. like... A lot of companies are giving them more time to make things look better rather than rush it for Christmas, which I think is great. Um, I just think it's crazy to think about how many games aren't coming out this fall. Um, but yeah, we should we should talk about that at a later time. Um, uh, so, anything else on uh, Doom Eternal before we move on? <laughs> uh, no, but the, just that. Um, honestly, it's a very good reminder that we should all do our daily exercises of killing demons if you get Abs- a chance. Absolutely. Well said. Also, I like the fact that you're also killing angels. Are you really? Sequel, which is oh. crazy. That's some good spawn kind of stuff going oh, on there. Yeah. so weird. I don't yeah, like it's it. it's wild. I'm still going to do it. <laughs> I will say... Um, that is a good sequel thing to do. Right? Yeah, it's like all of a sudden you're killing angels too. It's like I, I'm super excited for that because it's just like, not only you killing demons, you're killing angels too. You're getting, you're getting after them. You're killing everyone, um, like whoever's whoever's coming against you. Yeah, whoever's coming against the Doomslayer. That's pretty wild. They're going down. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Um, all right, so that Bumped. that wraps up Bethesda, um, which is really funny because that was supposed to be our short segment, <laughs> <laughs> and we just got way into it. It's been great. Uh, so we're gonna move on to the last uh, third party showcase here, and that's the Square Enix showcase. And I'm going to say this right off the back. Um, Brandon, was there any game specifically you wanted to talk about that you know I'm not going to talk about? 
Hmm. Uh, because you know, I, not not entirely. Okay, because they're and I'll I'll be frank here. Square Enix announced a ton of new stuff. There's just a lot of new JRPG style games coming out, and a lot of like smaller games. It was very interesting, but a lot, and it would be a lot to cover to cover all of them. So I stuck to the three big titles that were. Uh, I think that's a good choice. Were yeah. hinted upon, yeah, and I just thought because especially I I think we'll talk about them enough. Um, and so I'm gonna dive right into it. God, I did that in part one too, and I hate that. That's a <laughs> Darn you, podcast. Dive right in YouTube. Um, anyway, so we're going to smash start. that like button, yeah. ring that bell. <laughs> Woo! Uh, that's my favorite thing is the bell because there's no way. I never like, heard that until it's, recently. Yeah. It's, it's so dumb. Like, uh, YouTube's a mess. Anyway, <laughs> so the first thing we're going to talk about with the square. Enix, uh, like and subscribe. Uh, don't forget to comment. Sorry. Um, the first thing we're going to talk about is the kingdom hearts three. They had a trailer for the DLC and Brandon, this is, I said this, I forget if I said it in this episode, I said it in part one yesterday, we got quite a few things right for E3, but one thing we got tremendously wrong was we both guaranteed there would not be DLC trailer for Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> and there it was, front and center, we got a trailer. Um, we were so wrong. We were so wrong, but I love it, because I'm always get, happy to get more Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Um, and as you said, it wouldn't be E3 without Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, <laughs> really wouldn't, yeah. I'd be pissed. You gotta assume this is the last time we're gonna see this, unless this DLC gets, you know... Yeah. It, I, yeah. Hey, it might get delayed three years, and then it's gonna be at everyone. <laughs> um, <laughs> Alright, but yeah, it looked really cool, Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll keep it short and sweet. Uh, the trailer showed some cutscenes, and it showed some gameplay. The cutscenes were completely new, and the gameplay was stuff we've seen in the original Kingdom Hearts 3, but you get to play as new characters, or you had new weapons. And so this is basically what this trailer was. This trailer was a combination of fan service and setup for Kingdom Hearts 4, and honestly, it was perfect. The the cutscenes were bland enough to not tell (laughs) me things, but like interesting enough to get me in, in... Interested and invested in the DLC. Um, right. And then the gameplay aspect of it, like, truly, the things they showed in the gameplay was pure fan service. It was weapons that we've seen in old games getting brought to Kingdom Hearts 3, and it was characters we've seen in old games now being told you're going to get to play as them. And for anyone who cares, that's Roxas, Aqua, and Riku. You're going to get to play as those in the DLC. Oh. <clears throat> and uh, that's really exciting. As a fan, that's really exciting. And yeah. like I said, the cutscenes were... Perfect setup for Kingdom Hearts 4. So, in my opinion, when you try to keep deals... If, if like, DLC, I am not totally against, as long as it's, like, reasonable. Like, games have two season passes, and when you get to something like that, you're, like, you're just full of nonsense. Um, Right. But, like, I think this is good. I think this shows that Kingdom Hearts DLC is basically just going to be a mix of fan service stuff for Kingdom Hearts 3 itself, and slight setup for Kingdom Hearts 4, which... That's that's all I could want in the DLC pack, and it's probably going to be like, I don't know, 15, 20 bucks. Slap that on there, I'm going to download it, I'm going to eat it up, I'm going to love it. It's going to be great. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited to hear your thoughts on it. The eventual, uh, how you feel. I, it, you know, I know the consensus will probably be, 
I was gonna, I was gonna be mean about the the Kingdom Hearts fans again, but I'll just say this: uh, I'll trust your opinion Thank on you. this one. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see how it turns out. And really, and, and you know, there's not much else to say about it. Um, if you like Kingdom Hearts three, the DLC looks great. That's basically what it comes down to. Cool. Um, yeah. Uh, and I'm excited. Nice. So moving on from there, we're going to talk about the other spike-haired boy that showed up at the Kingdom Hearts, or at the Kingdom Hearts, at the Square Enix conference, <laughs> and that's the Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, uh, Brandon. As so, as I am spike-haired, spike-haired boy, sword-wheeling fans. <laughs> obviously, uh, that's not always your thing. Sometimes it is. How, yeah, how does Final Fantasy VII remake look to you? You know. All right, I'm going to take you through a journey. I'm going to say before this conference, when it was first announced at like E3 2014, 2015, uh-huh. around there, when they were first like, all right, we're going to do a remake, it went way, like right over my head. Like a big old um, don't care? Yeah, it was like a big old like, all right, whatever. Like it, it was, I was happy for everyone who was interested and who was excited about it. I was like, cool, I'm, I'm not going to take that away from you. You know that's that's your thing, and that's cool. Like I, there's plenty of stuff that I like that no one's like gonna get me interested. I I want a PT Anderson version of Mortal Kombat and a Wes Anderson version of Mortal Kombat to to complete the Anderson uh, 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 like trinity of of movies of Mortal Kombat. But that's besides the point. And I don't want to take that away from anyone who's excited about that game. So I was always kind of like, man, whatever. You know what? This presentation, this trailer and everything, I'll, I'll get to the point. I'm on board. And so one of the other things that I really like about the Final Fantasy VII Remake like presentation that was there is the, the demonstration of the new gameplay. Because it's funny, a lot of the classic Final Fantasy fans are used to turn-based combat, which right. I'm kind of a fan of. like. It's a hit or miss for me. Like uh, we were talking about before, I started Chrono Trigger, and that's that's a fun game. Like that's that's a lot of fun. Yeah. And that's, um, like sometimes I like turn based. Is all I'm trying to say. Um, yeah. But this was always supposed to be real time, similar to Kingdom Hearts. Like you know, like it's it's. I, I think real time action is the actual best description I could say. Um, right. Not turn based, but they actually have this like slow-mo of time thing that like makes it like it they basically figured out a way to innovate both turn-based and real-time action and i just think it looks really good and it looks like a lot of fun and right i'm just excited to go fight monsters and bad guys with the buster sword it's just it looks so good and i'm really excited for that um having a game like this with all those designs that I think look really cool but have this like uh, updated look to them where they have these like amazing graphics and they look um like absolutely just like just beautiful and it's really exciting to have it kind of be f- fully realized in a 3D environment that is able to really show off all these ideas and concepts mm-hmm. in this really cool way it's like especially on the PS1 it's like yeah, they're they're trying, but you know, it's not quite. It's tough. It's one of those things where I, I respect that era because I, they're they're definitely trying to do a lot, but it's like 
more in spite of the system yeah. than actually like in favor of it. Yeah. So it's really cool to, to finally, especially for fans, being able to like finally experience that game in a way that looks really cool and looks amazing. And I know people who are who are super excited about it. And I'm like, it was very much things where I was I was getting excited vicariously like through uh, through them mm-hmm. and it's really cool because it's just something where it's like you can really tell like a palpable excitement for it they're just like no this game is really important to me and it's it's cool seeing that it's like a very infectious thing to see i'm like i'm excited too now hearing people talk about it and it's crazy i think like this game is pretty old so there's been and, it, and it's sold like it's one of the best-selling games on ps1 mm-hmm. so like so many people played this oh. and it's wild to think like the fan base is that it's that big. It's a, it's a huge game and twenty plus years still that dedicated, um, right? And, and to go off to to even I, I brought in the not brought in but to to keep going on the visuals and how gorgeous it looks to casual fans or casual people that may not know there was actually a animated movie to Final Fantasy VII that re- was released. I think right. 2008 or 7 was when it happened. It was called Crisis Core. So. No, sorry. Yeah. Crisis Core was the video game that I love on PSP. Uh, right. <laughs> Advent, Spirits Children. Within? Advent Children Advent was Children. the movie. Yeah. No, no, no. Spirits Within is the actual like live-action movie that's terrible. Live, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Advent Children was a animated sequel to right. the game. And uh, it, was, it was CGI animated. So, you know, right. modern CGI animation. So... It looked really good, and it was, like, the first time you got to see these characters from the PS1 game, like, in 3D environments like this, and it looked gorgeous. Right. And it's just funny, because Final Fantasy VII Remake, the game, looks like a playable version of that movie. It's just amazing wow. how, like, far that's gone, you know? That's um, so cool, yeah. So one other thing we gotta acknowledge about this game, which I find bafflingly interested, is... The amount of discs that are going to be on this game. There's going to be two right. I'm really discs. curious. They've said it. so. Just for this one. Just for this one, and uh, we'll touch wow. on that in, in, in a hot second. We're going to talk about the episodic nature of this game. But this this game that's coming out March third, two thousand twenty. Um, it's going to be two Blu-ray discs. Like that's and I don't. I I, I was wild. reading different reports. That one of the discs is going to be like the game, and you download it, and the other disc lets you play it, like so you only use one at a time. And I okay. read another report that yeah. said that was just false. That's a rumor. That it's actually oh, okay. going to be like the PS One, where it's like you put disc one into play, and then you right. put disc two into play. So, so I think it's still up in the air why there's two discs, but it is confirmed there's two discs on PS Four, and that's that's crazy. That's huge. And you know what I have to say about this? Don't buy the discs. Go pre-order the digital copy. Then you don't need <laughs> oh. any discs. Oh, we're back on this. <laughs> back on this digital back defender, on, maybe. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now that's your title. You're you're breaking off from the Brew Boys. You're doing your your uh, solo project. That's my solo. You're like, Brew no, Boys, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, uh, digital defender, a Brew Boys presentation. Oh, oh, you're okay. You know what? <laughs> you know what? I'm good. I'm taking the name, going to someone else, going to make a new new podcast. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, similar to ours, but you know we'll get there. Uh, I'm gonna do another solo project by myself. Um, uh, trying to think of something to play Discs on. Never die. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's actually that's really good. God. I, I try. I try. Hey, take like, it. You go ahead and you take it. I took digital you take defender it. from you. Go ahead. Yeah. But yeah, it's so the thing you do. Yeah. I. <laughs> You you, yeah. you just do your solo project and get all these like awards. I'm I'm and I'm uh I'm Tom Everett Scott and that's like I get Liv Tyler. So jokes on you. I I it's a reference again for Ryan. First of all, first of all, now I just have that thing you do stuck in my head. Right? Um, yeah. Oh, that should be our theme song. Yeah. It absolutely can be. I love that. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. So not to go on the digital versus disc brigade, but I just think it's crazy. There's a PS4 game that's going to have two discs, and I. I can't imagine that. I, it's it's wild. Me. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Now, going off of what you, you actually hinted upon is the episodes. So it is confirmed yes. that yeah. this remake that's coming out in March of next year is only a part one of the game. And they have promised huh. that every part is going to be a full-length game equal to Final Fantasy Final Fantasy 15 or whatever. Um, oh. But that's still, yeah, it's... Like, it's funny because I'm super excited. It looks like a really fun, fun game. But, like, it, you know what? I'm actually going to p- take it back a second. It's not even the episode thing that bothers me. It's what they were commented about at E3 saying. And the right. quote that I found was that they, ha- they are not disclosing how many episodes it's going to be. And they expect – while they expect – I'm obviously paraphrasing. But while they expect – the development time for the next episode to be shorter, they still know it's going to be a timely process and they are planning it right now. And what it cool. sounds like to me is they don't have anything started except for the fact that they have the same assets that they'll have for part one. Right. Um, yeah. Like in my opinion, if you're going to do this in an episodic nature, you got to have it ready to have like a game a year. I think, right. I think that it, so let's hypothetically say it's going to be three parts. You should be releasing it 2020, 21, 22, like back to back to back. Right. Um, because if you're going to start going like two to three years between each one, you're going to lose interest and fast. Yeah. I, I, that's, that's my opinion. No, I, th- I think that's a good way. That's, that's a good point. Because I think like, like I'm going to use you as an example. You th- you think it looks good. It looks fun. And you're excited now. You weren't excited before. So let's say you do get a copy of it, you play it, yeah. But like, it's fun, but it doesn't hold your interest enough that you care when two or three comes out, or vice versa. Yeah. Like, what if you just yeah. decide to wait for part three, knowing that's the last one? Like, maybe I will. I, <laughs> there you go. But that's, <laughs> I just think it's an interesting. I, I'm basically hoping they're lying. I'm hoping the plan is like ironed out, and like as soon right. as one drops, they're gonna be like, oh, and here's the trailer for two. It's next year. Right. Get ready. That'd be awesome. I would love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is, uh, it's kind of related, but like more has to do with the episodes. Do we know, um, I remember they mentioned this was the original plan that it was going to be like different directors on each of these episodes. Is that still the case? No, as far as do I know, know, it is definitely Namra for all of it. I, that was I was actually that was my other question I was going to ask if he, if he's involved yeah. as well. Yep. On so he, he's doing he's doing like uh like full on he he like he's he's doing this uh like full time. Yep. Yep. That's interesting. Did he do um did he do the original designs? Like is that 
Yeah, so that's one what of I'm the things of? that, yeah, I, I love that Namura is the director of this because he was very involved in Final Fantasy VII, the right. PS1 original, and he was, I can't remember all of the things he did, but he had heavy uh, uh, impact on the game as a whole, especially because he was the character uh, designer. That's it. Like right. He, okay. he designed all of the characters in Final Fantasy VII, and he, again, I'm. I, we talked about this before. I won't say who dies, but the person that dies, <laughs> a big death. It was right. his like idea, and he was the one that like oh, pushed wow. for that to happen. So like Final That's Fantasy so cool. VII is very much his game, and like yeah, it's got to be awesome for him to be a part of that. Like not no, sorry to 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 take control of it and to make what he really right. wants to yeah. make. I'm I'm very that's another reason like that's that's more you get you get past just gamer and you get more into nerd fan level that's one (laughs) of the reasons I'm very excited for the remake is because I think while it's going to be very true to the original we're going to see a level of detail that he has been holding on to that's super exciting to me it's really cool because I know he worked uh, a little bit on I mean a lot of bit on Final Fantasy 15 as well. Um, but kind of at the same time as Kingdom Hearts 3, and it sounded like that had a tough development cycle in it. So it's exciting, especially for this one, to rehear that he's like full on working on this and just like, yep. like what he wants to do with it. Yeah. I think that's really cool. It, from what I have grasped from, and I don't think anyone has the full story, to be honest. Right. But from what I've grasped, basically, he was working on 15 and Kingdom Hearts 3 at the same time. Oh, wow. And they approached him, and they were like, look, we want you to work on the 7 remake, like, for sure, but you'd have to drop either Kingdom Hearts 3 or Final Fantasy 15. And Kingdom Hearts has been his game child since day one in 2002. Yeah. So it was immediately like, all right, then I'm not doing 15. Um so wow. I think that was a big, very hard time. That's for him. wild. Yeah, and while he had a heavy, heavy investment in fifteen, it definitely was more of the newer game, newer director's game. By the end of it, from what I've figured out, um, right. and I enjoy fifteen. I'm not, I'm not bashing fifteen at all. I think it's a fun game. Um, I've heard some really good things. I, uh, I've heard from you, and then I've heard from my friend. I, was, I like. I've also like vouched for it a lot. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of those by no means perfect. Like there is, right? But it's it's a fun game. It's a fun game. Yeah, um, that's good to hear. I like that. But yeah, so seven remake. I'm very excited. Any any last thoughts for that one? Uh, some things I wanted to mention. I think um, there's been some really good discourse recently about oh the costume God. changes. I forgot. <laughs> um, so this is kind of something. Yeah. So like with Zach, he had his uh, his little like talking about fans of Kingdom Hearts. He's like, I'm going to talk. Uh, you know, I'm I'm going to sit down with the fans of um, this is Final Fantasy. This is real remember quick. remember last uh, not not part one episode that may or may not come out, but the last <laughs> episode I sat down with the Sonic fans. Guys, I'm going to back up and let Brandon sit down with the Final Fantasy fans. So this is basically me. Like, I'm just kind of, um, as I like to put it in Star Trek The Next Generation terms, I'm going to Riker this chair. When I'm, I'm, I'm just going to, like, swing my leg over it real quick and just keep staring at all the fans. 
uh, hey, shut it. Are you, you just dumbass dorks out there who are like, talk- first of all, let's get, get, let's address what's been going on recently in games also. I think this is a big part I wanted to talk about. That not only is this related to Final Fantasy, this is related to Mortal Kombat. Hell yeah, I'm bringing Mortal Kombat into this. You thought I wasn't gonna? It's making its cameo in this it's episode It's not a well. caffeine co-op podcast without Mortal Kombat. <laughs> without, yeah. <laughs> without Mortal Kombat. And also, it's funny, my brother Ryan, he brought this to my attention too. Uh, there's a bunch of comments on Mortal Kombat 11 before that came out where a bunch of fans were talking about how, hmm, how do I, uh, the best way to put it is that they were talking about the female characters, uh, proportions were not to their liking but basically uh, a whole bunch of dorks were like them titties ain't big enough and it's like maybe shut your face like you I didn't know that happened in Mortal Kombat yeah so they were basically like like I can't buy this game that like <clears throat> the boobs on the on the, the, this monster ninja are not big enough are you and oh yeah, for, and then we're and gonna if get it's to not f- clear enough to if if I I I don't remember if we directly said this. That's the issue currently going on with the seven remake because they finally revealed yeah. Tifa in the new trailer, and she, by the way, looks great. Again, looks exactly looks like amazing. her character from the movie. Um, right. Uh, uh, and you know what's funny? Like I I you take sorry you take over. I just it's 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 all no, about it, it's all about Tifa, but it's all about Tifa. I mean, it's good to have context for this. And I think it's important to think about with in, in, in Mortal Kombat, I think it's really important to think about like with these um, these female characters, especially in fighting games as well, there's always this kind of like weird disconnect between like, oh, they're warriors, they're fighters. But these fighting games are going to give them insane proportions and just these bodies that are don't exist in real life. It's, and it's just, it's bizarre. It's just, it's insane to me. Cause it's one of the things where it's just, it's also, it's coming up in Final Fantasy. And it's one of the things I didn't actually notice like what the costume changes were until, um, the comic artist, Jen Bartel, uh, on Twitter, she had talked about how she really, she really liked the, actual redesign of Tifa and she talked about how like it makes sense the way they were able to design her in this one because she actually has like uh, has shorts in this one and is able to like move in a way that makes sense with her costume and and as she put it she's able to do those those kicks that she does in the trailer yeah because she's like a martial arts expert like right yeah not doing that she's a total badass yeah like I mean you could all all power to you I wouldn't be able to do that. Oh no! Like I can't. No. no, I can't kick for shit in first place. Two, I probably can't do it with a mini skirt on. Nope. I mean, I'll try. And Let's I, test out for next episode. It's so funny. We'll, yeah, oh, it. we'll do it. We'll do it off pod, and we'll we'll <laughs> we'll have it on Twitter. Um, yeah. Smash that like button. <laughs> <laughs> Ring that bell. <laughs> uh, but no, but then, like I I just I remember Tifa was announced, and they were like, oh, like. Everyone's like, oh, what's the design going to look like? And and I saw the design, and people were like, she's going to be completely different because the design is 
like it can't possibly be the same as the original. And you go back and you look at the original, these black miniskirt <laughs> suspenders and the white t-shirt, right? Right. And yeah. everyone's like, oh, that's not modern. She's not going to be like that. And it's going to freak us out. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And then you see the trailer. And I'm like, oh, look, they did it. Like they modernized it perfectly. And I was like, there can't possibly be anything wrong with that. And I, it baffled, it really, it, 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 I find it insane that people are legitimately mad at her chest not being big enough. Like, are you, are you kidding me, man? Like, like, it's insane. Like, it's, and, and just to the point that like I made with the Sonic fans, like those Sonic fans are full adults that are mocking a children's yeah. movie. And <laughs> now this is not going to be a children's game, so to speak. But if right. you were a fan of the game 22 years ago, you're sure as hell an adult now looking at it. Like, yeah, like at your age, my God, like, yeah, the fact, Thank that, you. Yeah. the fact that people are actually mad about this is nothing short of hysterical. But it's also like a shame to because because like you pointed out earlier, the gaming industry is growing. It is absolutely yeah. growing like you like. You get to play as Aerith and Tifa and Barrett and Cloud. Like, it's not just Cloud's game. Um, right. And, you're, and that's really exciting to me. Yeah. Exactly. And you, you the, the toxic people, the toxic fans out there that are complaining about this as a quote-unquote issue, you are what's ruining gaming. Like, seriously. Right. It's it, it's insane to me. It's just, it's some, it's like... The best thing I've I've heard about it is that like people have been talking about how the fact that like it doesn't take away from my character. She's still like she still looks super cool and looks like a just an awesome like a, a badass and stuff. And it's one of those things where it's just like this just makes more sense for her as a as as a fighter and like this is what it would look like. And it's just like it it's super frustrating because it's just like these 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 like these dorks online yep. just talking about like oh she like she's not good enough well you know what the, the, like there's a lot more people who are actually working on this game and like there's like i would hope square Enix, like there's there's women working on this game and putting actual voice like putting their voices into this game and being like uh yeah that's not how bodies work or look like at all and it's you know and it's one of the things where it's just like that's how that's what, how we improve games is more voices in the industry and working on them. And if you don't like it, well, tough, you can suck it. Go play your old games, go play your own. Like you can, you can eat your stupid body pillow while you look at the old version of it. And like a 3d, like block version of Tifa, you dumb incels. It's insane. Yeah. It's, it really is. It really is just this thing where it's just like, like, (laughs) <laughs> like uh, you know i i can't see titties in real life so i'm gonna i'm gonna like be really angry about the ones in my video games like grow up come on yeah like it's a video game about spiked haired eco-terrorists that you're gonna pay 300 dollars for that for this game a that sword that is somehow bigger than his body and it's amazing right uh it's i feel like i've I've gotten a little more, like, a bit more vulgar in this segment, but I think it's it's yeah, more. Yeah, pretty heated. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, it's 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 that it's that kind of a, it's that serious though. It's one of those things that it's like, but I, yeah, the fact that this is a quote unquote issue is hilarious to our. I don't know. I I don't. It's not our generation. It's 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 uh, people. This people. This fan base and it's 
Yeah, frustrating that there is a fan that there is this segment of the fan base that is like this, and it's right because it's not like this is the entire fan base. I know a lot right. of good yeah. fans out there that are very excited for a lot of things in this game, including the new designs, and it's it goes back to the same thing I was saying with Kingdom Hearts. These fan bases have good fans, but then there's this core group that just brings yeah. the whole thing down. And it's really, I, it's, it's just becoming more evident. It's really sad. Yeah. It's a bunch of bozos. Bunch of bozos. I'm That's... calling you that. I'm calling you guys out. You, you dinguses. So now, so... you know, I'm getting a little fired up when I use a word like that. Yeah. Sorry. Didn't mean it. <laughs> Get a little on my blood up talking about this but so you know it's funny i i want to just make this point before because i don't i don't have much else to add to it um because i don't really think there's much else we need to say or should <laughs> need to say um right like we've covered you know like it, it's i and i don't disagree with anything brandon said brandon and i are both ready to fight all of you we'll be back to back you can line up one one at oh, a time yeah. actually no go around us we'll, we'll take you all on um, oh yeah I, I'm like seriously. I'm not. I'm not saying anything against what's been said. I'm more just like, I don't want this. I'm more, you, you, I don't you, want this. Killed to, about it. Yeah. I don't want this to make the game look bad because the game looks great. Right. It's the fans that are what we're talking about right now. It's the fans that's an issue. Yeah. Um. Because it feels I, like I'm excited. Yeah. It, it feels like the worst segment fans are like the Simpsons mean with Skinner when he's like. Am I wrong? No, it's the children that are wrong. It's like that's how it feels right now with these awful fans who are just like yeah. can't accept the fact that like no, it's except we're not even times have changed that we're not wrong because this is right. Disgusting. Yeah, even if even if times haven't changed, this is one of those things where you like you like ugh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's it's one of those things where it's just it's it's a weird spot on a game that looks great. I'm really excited for. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. And I want to bring this back to a positive note that I'm I'm legit excited for this game because I've never played it. I know one big spoiler, but beyond that, I'm going in fresh. So actually, let's talk about that before we close out Final Fantasy VII because we still have the big, surprisingly, between me and Brandon, the, the last Square Enix game is our big moment for this, this segment. Um, oh, yeah. But before we get into that, before we close this off, I wanted to ask your opinion on something, and if the listener wants to tweet at me their opinion on this, please, by all means. Um, Roast them. I have – no, this isn't one of those kind <laughs> of opinions. No, I have – so I actually have Final Fantasy VII, the original, on my PS3. Oh, wow. Um, and I just never played through it. Yeah. I, I had gotten it on my PSP way back in the day. I got through disc one. Or I think I did. And then, like, right. I never finished it because I got it in, like, high school or something. And so I re-downloaded it on my PS3, and I never beat, like, even the first level at that point. And right. so my question to you, because I have it, I have access to it, should I try to beat the PS1 version before it comes out? Or just, like you said, go in fresh? I'm going to say... So I'm going to say for you... And it's because, and I can say this, and I can easily say this because it's you. You're the one who will be doing it. But I think you should play it. <laughs> you should finish it out. <laughs> like it's very easy for me to say that because I can just be like, yeah, go spend go eighty hours and yeah. do it. 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah. If you're like, you should play, I'd be like, Ooh, uh, I got to wash my hair uh, that night. I think, um, yeah, I got a thing. I'm going through like a weird thing right now. I think like maybe shouldn't, uh, I had to, I, I'm actually dead. Uh, you've been talking to a ghost this whole time. Uh, just all the excuses I could think of to not play that game, but uh, not in terms of like it's bad or anything. It's just not really my type of game. And I'm excited for the new one more, but I think you of all people, and that sounds bad. Like you people who, who like RPGs and like the, there's, uh, JRPGs. JRPGs. Yeah. Very particular, uh, very particular group of nerds not this in here. Western. Yeah. <laughs> not this Western garbage. None of this red dead redemption crap. <laughs> <laughs> Was this Morrowind? Get it out of here. Um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I think, yeah, you, you have all people like, like, uh, RPGs have an interest in them. And for it, especially you and like, I know my friends, my, my friend, especially who likes, uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 and like loves, uh, like Square Enix, uh, like all their games. So like that, and the ones that, that she, she has played, um, she, she loves like, uh, Final Fantasy 7. I think in, in particular, you kind of like a similar playing style, like interest, so I'd be really curious to hear what your thoughts on like playing the game and then what you would think of when you play the new one and also how it differs, how it's this, how it's similar, um, how I don't want to play it, which is cool because <laughs> it's, uh, looks super miss, boring. That's for sure. The PS1. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. It's not pretty. Whatever. All right. Let's let's move on to the last segment here for Square Enix. <laughs> we still have our, this isn't, I don't even want to think about it. Uh, We'll get through this. We're going to get through it. Uh, Brew Boys. Yeah. Brew Boys. Woo. Square Enix Marvel's Avengers showed up at the conference. It was their closing segment of the presentation. They gave Ooh. us a release date of May 15th, 2020. They gave us a trailer. Zach, hit me with the details. Hit me with them deets about that gameplay. Hit me with uh, all them, them sweet, sweet loot boxes or whatever. Hit me with all them them shots of action and just, you know, like your hands are sweating as you're, you're playing the game. You don't know what's going to happen next when you're playing it. And you're just so excited because all this, you enemies are coming at you're fighting them off. Just the best gameplay you can imagine for an Avengers game. Hit me with just insane amount of detail right now. Just everything they they talked about. Well, the detail is that they said there was gameplay question mark in the trailer. Huh? You know, for a game that was announced in January of 2017, as we've established, uh, you would think they would maybe have, I mean, hear me out here, some gameplay? And, and, some, and, 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 and to add on to that, on your final closing segment to your showcase presentation? Yeah. And and like, guys, there wasn't any real gameplay. Like, so so that's what. I, 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 so I, what I was joking with right there was it's it's it is. If you look it up, it's a quote unquote gameplay trailer. That technically hmm. the segments on the bridge of Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, uh, Black Widow are quote unquote gameplay, but they look very cinematic. They are very much. They are very much not gameplay. Like it's it's clearly not gameplay. Like it just is. Yeah. Like you can tell it's not someone playing that. That is just cut cinematic, 
quote-unquote gameplay. It might be the view you get when you play the game, but that's not actual gameplay. Um, and, I, yeah, I, I, I don't even want to talk, like, like, people are complaining about the character design, and we talked mm-hmm. about, it. it's not great, it's not, it's not great, but it, I don't think it's terrible, um, I think it looks It looks right. like, it looks like the bagged cereal version <laughs> of the box cereal you would see at the grocery store, <laughs> just like, so ooh, close enough, I guess, like, <laughs> Cocoa puffs, but um, I I cocoa gravel. I think some co- of it looks better than others. Like I I think you know what it is. You know what it is actually. Like for real, yeah. for real. It's it's like when you look at a cartoon or a drawing, and yeah. human faces don't look good, but the masks do. <laughs> like yeah. Iron Man's suit looks fine, but Tony Stark yeah. looks meh. Uh, He's looking. Hulk uh, looked good, but yeah. Captain America's was like he so I I have a problem with Captain America's costume in that I think he one he looks bad it looks very uh, disproportionate he looks like a cop and it kind of I don't like that it, it just it rubs me the wrong way because like I like to think Captain America is more like a knight in shining armor and that's mm-hmm. like how I like to think of him as in his costume is supposed to be look inspirational is that like in the first Avengers movie they don't really get it fully right but by like age of ultron is like how you would want to show off his costumes that like yeah yeah it's a costume but it's also more where you it's a but it's also like a tactical uh suit for him to use so like this one looks too much like a kevlar kind of looking like a military very much like this kind of thing Mm -hmm. and i was pretty glad to see when he died because uh, that, because I was like, I don't have to see that. Which, by the way, shooting. weird thing to show in your trailer. If you're gonna play as yeah. Captain America, like, why are you showing us that death in the trailer? Like, right? I, yeah. It, and that's a, that's an interesting death to have in a game. Like, that's um, that's shocking. Yeah, yeah that's that's a good. That, that's not a bad story decision. Like, it, especially right. Well, actually, to go on that, that's another thing. For your quote-unquote gameplay trailer, I don't understand what the story is about at all. <laughs> at first, the, the the gameplay element of it takes place on this quote-unquote A-Day, which, eh, um, yeah. <laughs> eh. It takes yeah. place on A-Day, which is when Captain America is going to die, but then it looks like the whole game is going to take place five years later. It's like, okay, well, what happens five years later that gets everyone together? Yeah. Like, what brings the band back? Like... Right. Am I just assuming it's Thanos? Like, what is so bad that five years later they're all gonna quote unquote get back together without Captain America? I don't know. Right. I was very. And the other thing that they did was they were very, very heavy on like, oh, take a look at our voice actors. Um. Yeah, that's with the big name being very uh, strange. Uh, uh, what's his name? Who's playing Tony? Troy Baker. No. Oh, uh. Nolan North. Nolan North, who is just a, a great legend choice. in voice acting. Um, he's a ma- he's actually one of my favorite voice actors. Oh, he's, he's incredible. He he was the he before Ryan Reynolds finally took up Deadpool's mantle. He was Deadpool. <laughs> like Nolan yeah, North's yeah. voice was Deadpool. Um, Which I still think he should. Oh, if they make a third movie, I want him in it in some way. Oh, he deserves some kind great. of cameo. He deserves something. If, like an animated portion of the movie where he just shows up and he just starts talking to Deadpool. Uh, oh, he could be his voice boxes. Oh. 
Oh my god. Oh my god, that would be amazing. But like they even he deserves just like Ryan Reynolds playing the Deadpool video game and you hear Nolan North speak once. Like that would just right. be a good shout out to him. Anyway, yes. getting off topic. Um <laughs> But yeah, like like it's a great like great cast, that's fine. But for this game that's coming out in uh, hold on, I'm gonna check again, it was May. It was just May of twenty twenty, yeah. Very very lacking presentation for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's uh, for, like, a game that has been in development for all this time. It's just kind of a... Yeah, we don't even know how long like development thought, was. Yeah, that's true. Like, and it's just, like, it doesn't feel ambitious, and I don't want to... S- I know making games is incredibly hard. Like, it's... Just think of... Okay, so the way I like to think of it is that, like, all right, Let's say you're working on, you're working on a story. You're gonna write a book. All right, you have to manage yourself. That's easy. You want to make a game. You have to manage like hundreds of people working on one product. That's insane. That is so ridiculous. I don't know how games are even made. Yeah. At this point, nope. and I know they're incredibly difficult, and I don't want to come off as like being like. Armchair, uh, like the, the development uh, the studio head, but it's just that I wish there was more ambition to this project. Where it just, I wish there was something where it's like they they really came out and they're just like, "Hey, we're gonna do something really wild with this Avengers game, like a Last Avenger uh, <laughs> game, Ring Ring, Phoenix." Uh, so basically, know. or. Ring up Brandon for this last Avenger, guys. Right, um, yeah. <laughs> but but it, just, to go off of yeah. that, because I actually, my one positive thing for this game, like, right. true to God, one only, only positive I took from it was I really liked how Hank Pym seemed. I don't, like... I thought had, that was a cool choice, yeah. It was a, I thought, and his, like, snarky, sass attitude reminded me of, like, a classic... Comics, Hank Pym, uh, and, right. and a combination with the. Did, did you see the cartoon Avengers movie back in the day? Yes, I did. Yeah, it reminded me of that Hank Pym. Um, you know, it's funny. Uh, you know who did the voice for Hank Pym in that? No. No North, baby. No, he didn't. Did he really? He did. That's yeah. hilarious. But no, that like that that Hank Pym in the game reminded me of a Hank like that, which is very different right. from the Hank we know in the movies. So right. to going off of what you said, that presentation of Hank in that like 10 second scene was the most ambitious part of the whole game from what we saw. Right. And that's what yeah, I liked. Definitely. I liked that part. Um, I don't, that, it, that was I don't about really, yeah. it. <laughs> I hope, um, yeah, I hope he's a, a big part of the game. <laughs> Uh, I'm hilarious. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to give you the satisfaction. Yeah, <laughs> you really did. Yeah, it was, it was pretty. Oh, uh, but no, that that was good. That was good because that's actually honestly. Uh, I got I got the bit, buddy. I got it. Yeah, he, <laughs> guy, you got because he's a uh, changes size. <laughs> yeah, he's, you know he's a uh, he's the yellow jacket. Uh, get it. And he's a big part of the comics. Hey, you know, that's what he does. 
Uh, Bunch what are you doing anyway. up there? Ah, oh, just hanging around. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I I always liked Iron Man. He's uh, he always come off as a self-made man. That's a uh, pretty remarkable. <laughs> I'm thinking of other puns and they're pretty bad. I gotta stop this. I'm stopping this train before we get too far. I'm smashing the train over the, off the rails. Um, You're you 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 have jumped out of the train and <laughs> have like have pulled on the lever to go the other direction, and the, the train is is tumbling off off a cliff right now. Yep. As I'm cackling with another pun. Yep. Exactly. About how the Hulk is green with envy about this game coming out. Yeah, that's uh, that's not good. He's he's green with envy that it's coming out at all yeah. or soon. I don't know. One or the other. Let's do it. Okay, last conference. Nintendo, Ooh. who technically wasn't even at E3, yeah, their own. <laughs> stop by real quick. Yeah, and if I'm They're honest, like, oh hey, I think Nintendo won. I think as a whole, Nintendo had the best showcase. They did really good. Um, and I'll tell you why. Because before we even get into it, there are plenty of games here that I have no interest in. But the reason I think Nintendo did really well is because almost every single one of the games they presented with, whether it was a brand new reveal or it was right. something we've already heard of, almost every single one, except for the big one we'll talk about, had gameplay and a release date. Like, Nintendo was, right. was yeah. not playing around they were like oh you want some news well that uh that that uh, animal crossing you've been waiting for it looks amazing look at it and it's coming out in march boom boom yeah oh you wanted to see more of marvel ultimate alliance 3 the most underrated game coming out on the switch this year oh, yeah here it is and yeah you already know the release date boom uh here's more pokemon boom oh here's another game i've never heard of no heroes but it's a third sequel apparently <laughs> boom take it like, like it was it was like and again it, being Nintendo and the Switch, there was a lot of JRPG stuff too that I didn't even have interest in. But it was like fan right. bases that love it. Like, and and I'm just gonna transition. I'm gonna bring this train transition right back onto the rail, right into it. <laughs> First key point: we got two new reveals for uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate two. DLC. Uh, right. The first one was the guy from. Dragon oh my Quest. god! Yeah, the, I got. It was say, great. I like how they handled it. I yes, exactly. I know nothing about Dragon Quest. I have almost no interest in playing Dragon Quest. But I know Dragon Quest has one of the biggest fan bases. And having that come into Smash was huge. was absolutely huge. And good for them. Good for them. That's one of those things where you look at it and you're like, that's a win for you guys. I can respect that. And it was awesome. And then they announced, oh, that Dragon Quest game is also coming on the Switch. Like, that's awesome. Freaking Congratulations. Yeah. And like I said, this doesn't hit me, but that's huge. That's a Nintendo like double hitter right there. Um, and then I'm going to jump to the end was another Super Smash Brothers Ultimate DLC reveal. Yes. Freaking Banjo-Kazooie. Are you kidding it's, That's mind-blowing. I was like, absolutely mind-blowing. That was... That's crazy. And that was... And, and you know what's funny? I remember I was watching the trailer and I was like... Is he really not already in Smash? Like, yeah. this character just belongs in Smash Bros. It makes so much sense. It yeah. absolutely makes sense. It's perfect. Um, 
And it was wonderful. It was a great trailer. It's a great choice. Like, I, I'm not a huge... I, I played a little bit back in the day. I don't remember it too terribly well. But right. it's awesome. That's a great choice. Dragon Quest fans, happy for you. Banjo-Kazooie fans, ecstatic. ecstatic. Yeah. It makes me so happy. Like it's and it's super exciting because like, what does this mean for Banjo? Like his future. Does this mean a new game on the horizon? I gotta say, I'm thinking, I'm thinking there's at least a remake slash remaster in the works. If there's oh yeah, there's gotta be. Oh yeah, especially after Crash and Spyro. I I I definitely think Uh, they're gonna whoever whoever owns Banjo Kazooie. I know they actually were asked about this like does this mean a new game is coming and they were very right. like no comedy about it i think yeah um yeah. and i you gotta assume they're waiting to see how the reaction is from this and they'll move forward i think it's been like overwhelmingly positive too, I, so. exactly so it should absolutely be a good thing yeah uh yeah zach yeah i think they're <laughs> i think they're gonna do it i think they're gonna make a, a bad joke sorry uh, i think they're gonna do it i think i think they're gonna do a bad joke uh, I think it's especially like it makes me super excited to see what this means going forward, especially with other characters. Because like with Banjo Kazooie, weirdly enough, he's kind of owned by Microsoft. Yeah, I, I in actually this weird way. I knew that, but I don't understand why. Do you know the why? So the reason why is because uh, with Cause Microsoft they bought Rare. Okay, and Rare had made the. Banjo Kazooie games, but it was almost like, um, it was more. They own the characters, so when they when they were bought by rare by by Microsoft, they had made a new game on Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty that is now backwards compatible called Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. Which is a lot of fun. That game oh, is wonderful. I didn't know that. You you build your own vehicles, and you can just make a crazy weird vehicle with like ten wings and like four engines, <laughs> all this kind of stuff. It's a lot of fun. It's crazy game. If you if you have a chance, even Xbox One, you can find a copy. Do pick it up because I love Banjo Kazooie. I especially love the way they talk. How everyone in the game is always like. It all comes out as text. Like I love it. I will it's never super get cute that. and adorable. It's my favorite thing. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> but this means um, also for Smash Brothers. Like, what does this mean going forward for uh, who both, else should are show both up? Thinking the same thing. I feel like we both got to be thinking the same thing here. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? I hope I'm thinking what you're thinking. A little. I'm gonna hit you with something. Okay. Hit with a big old. A little. Uh, Master Chief. A little Master Chief. Up. A little... <laughs> a Spartan... A Spartan uh, Master Chief, John. Uh, Spartan John 117. 117. Damn it, I forgot the number. I'm so mad at myself right now. <laughs> I think it's that. I'm like 90% I, Dude, right. I, I, I absolutely think he is definitely coming. Like, okay, there's... I think it's a good chance. There's two or three spots left for Smash. I forget how yeah. many it is exactly. I definitely... I, like, I... Okay, so Square Enix, this is, uh, Dragon Quest is the second property. The first property is Cloud. Uh, right. So Square Enix is the second property. Um, I'm sorry, Dragon Quest is the second property. And I don't think we're going to get any, and, and plus, 
uh, the first one was Joker from Persona. Uh, yeah. Which, not yeah. Square Enix, but that's another JRPG. Right. I think that's technically, but you know what I mean. Um, what is, I'm yeah. trying to get at is, I don't think we're going to get any more JRPG characters. Right. I think we're yeah. going to get very Western-style characters for the remainder of the DLC. Um, and, Ooh, and, yeah. and yes, to go off of your point, the fact that there is an confirmed Microsoft Nintendo uh, working together, I, you, I have to assume Master Chief is on the way. <laughs> If not, you know talks definitely happened. Whether or not he comes for sure, the fact that Microsoft was approached about Banjo-Kazooie, you know they didn't just go to Microsoft with Banjo-Kazooie. Like, right, yeah. I definitely think Master Chief has been talked about. It's a matter of whether or not we're going to see him. I hope so, and I think think it's very possible. Very possible. I just, like, think about the teaser – just like everyone's fighting, and then you you just hear like, and then he just drops in an ODST drop pod. He kicks the door open. Oh my god! And I I wanted, and then and. He doesn't have an assault rifle. What they'll do is they add an assault rifle to the like miscellaneous packages. Right. That would be great. Yeah, that would just be great. And then so I, 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 I want it so badly. I, I think it's gonna happen. Yeah. To the listeners, uh, if you don't know this, I don't actually have Smash Brothers Ultimate yet, just because I just haven't picked it up. You know, it's just one of those things. I really want it, just having it. Fake if, fan. If right, yeah, I know, I know, I know. You know <laughs> fake nerd boy. Fake, yeah. fake nerd gamer. Um, (laughs) if, if chief was announced, confirmed, I guarantee you I'll pick it up day one. Guarantee it. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. They, 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 this is off track slightly, but they, they announced the entire Halo saga is going to PC. Right. And I'm excited for that just because I'll be able to play Halo again because I don't have an Xbox. Um, right. It's super exciting. Yeah. And uh, to, to. Oh my god, to have hit Chief in Smash would just be amazing. It would just be amazing. The thing is, I don't know, again, so there's two or three total left, so that means there's yeah. one or two other characters, and I haven't the faintest clue who those are going to be. You know what, I got a, I got an idea. Okay, hit me. Who the last ones are. So, if there's one more, I'm going to blow your mind with this one. Okay. Alright, so we, so we know there's a working relationship between Microsoft Nintendo right now. So that means that led to Banjo and possibly Master Chief. You know who else? They have a, a pretty good relationship right now. A pretty good, um, you know, like a working relationship. They're kind of, they're publishing a game with this company pretty soon, actually. A little company named Marvel. You know who Marvel owns? A little character named uh, Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> I forgot we talked about this, and I forgot I'm yeah. all for this because we also talked about how it, they could use the quote-unquote Marvel Spider-Man, um, right? Because Nintendo and PlayStation have had relationships with stuff like again with like, well, I guess Square Enix technically did some of that, and but I yes, I I fully support and could see Spider-Man. That would be pretty wild. It would be pretty wild to break open. 
the vast Marvel universe in Smash Brothers. Yeah. Um, oh I definitely think that. if it's not Spider-Man, I would have to say it's going to be Captain America or Iron Man. I think Cap over Iron Man. I was going to say Wolverine, maybe. Uh, maybe. Yeah, that's, that's good. It's good, like, Smash character, yeah. I, I, okay, don't hate me. I'm hanging out with Snake. Yeah. I agree would be a great Smash character, but I just think when it comes to the, the like, license of them, they're not right. going to choose him to represent first. That's true. Don't well, hate me. Don't hate me. I disagree. This podcast is done. <laughs> yeah, I ruined, up, I ruined yeah. it around the thing. So, well, actually, it. <laughs> I lied. I do have one other idea that I read online uh, like I weeks ago, too. Yeah. <laughs> and I forgot about it entirely. And I think this is very possible. Um, All right, hit me. I'm going to close my eyes. <laughs> Boom. Spiral. Oh, that's pretty good. I think I think after that's the Spiral Remaster, uh, another little, like, some more kindling to the flame that is, do we like Spyro in the old style? If they got yeah. Spyro to come into Smash in that classic style, no. you get that kindling going, people buy it up, boom, you have a new Spyro game coming out. Also, to add a little more fuel to this fire, in the Nintendo E3 showcase, there yeah. was literally the announcement that Spyro is coming to the Switch. Like, the Spyro oh, yeah. remaster is coming to Switch. It, it was, like, oh, it was man. hidden in, like, one of the, like, ten games that, that was yeah. shown in, like, three seconds. Um, yeah. And if you go through it, it, sh- it literally just shows Spyro flying through, and it says Spyro remastered or rekindled or whatever it's called. Reignited. That's right. It. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, so we already know there's a Nintendo Spyro relationship because that game's coming to Switch. So what more to get that going than Smash Brothers? Oh, yeah. I think it's going to happen. I I would love it. That would be another. I that wouldn't get me as jazzed as Master Chief, but that would get me pretty excited. I got one more that I remembered. I saw a tweet from um, I think it was Toei or is I think Funimation, but they were like, "Hey, Nintendo, you got Smash Brothers. You know what we got? Goku from Dragon Ball Z." Oh. Yes. Put Goku yes. Yes. in yes. Smash Brothers. Yes. Yes. Put Goku, all the Gokus. Goku deserves to be in Smash Brothers. Right? Absolutely. They've been they've been people have been wanting it since like Melee. It, he belongs in Smash Brothers. Absolutely. Yeah. He should be in Smash Brothers. That That's style, that oh, that style. Alright, alright. So okay, so let's okay. say there's three more. What are the first two? Because we don't know for sure if there's the third or not. What's your right. so? I guess what's the least likely is, is the question. Least likely, I got another one too. Oh, okay, all right. You know, forget that question. Just hit me with your last one. Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. Ah, I don't think that was. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> gonna hit this exit button real quick. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Basically, right. to wrap it up, but, uh, Smash Brothers also looks better. But, like, better. Yeah, what, uh, what was your question, though? You wanted to do, like, who's the least likely? I guess, so So we just talked about Spyro, Spider-Man, Master Chief, and uh, Goku. And we're saying there's three spots, so one of them right. can't happen. What's your least likely okay. to happen? Least likely, I think Goku. 
Really? I'd, I'd say Spider-Man. I think Goku's more likely than Spider-Man. Yeah, actually. Yeah, I think Spider-Man, yeah. Um, I think I think Spyro and Master Chief, I think they have really good chances. I think they're all... I think Master Chief is about 90% in, and I think Spyro is about 70, 80. Right. I, I think very good chances of them. And and I, I just want to throw this out there. I don't know if this was clear enough. Master Chief, absolutely my biggest number one. Please put him in. <laughs> absolutely. For Zach. Absolutely. Do it for him. Um, all right, moving on. So we're going to kind of hop through some of these. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, this one might not be one of those because I'm curious. Luigi's Mansion 3. Oh. Man, I freaking love Luigi's Mansion. I'm going to go. You I can take a break. I thought you did. I thought you did. You'll be back in like an hour or so. Uh, <laughs> Luigi's Mansion 3, baby. It's not a mansion no more. We're hanging out at a hotel. We're going shining on your uh, on your butts on this one. Hold on to your caps. We're going in. We're going. We're, we we it had this club has everything. It has ghosts. It has ghouls. It has uh, a, a a Gooigi. It has spikes. It has multiplayer. It has Red Luigi. Has everything you would want out of this. It's amazing. I think it I looks like a Luigi's lot of fun. Expansion. Hello, yeah. Hello. You played the other, uh, both of them, or just one of them? I played both. Yeah. Okay. No, I've never the played any one, of them. They, they look. Good. I really like the first one. Uh, that's almost like a Metroid game because it's all in like one mansion, one setting. Okay. Two is a little more spread out. I like one because it's a little more contained. I at one point beat one in one sitting in eight hours. So my brother left. For, Ryan uh, left for work one time. Back when he was working at Wawa, uh, at three, got home at eleven, <laughs> and I was finishing the game. <laughs> was, I realized I hadn't got up the entire time. Was uh, was this the first time you played it, or no? No, this is like the second time. I think <laughs> I, I, knew, I at least knew like where to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, was the first game I played on GameCube. That's cool. That's cool. Pretty exciting. Uh, that's that's good. Well, I'm glad you're excited for it because it I, it looks great. That's this year too. I don't remember an exact yeah. year, but it said 2019 for sure. It's like late, yeah, like October. I think it around there. Yeah, could Which be a perfect fall. For could be a fall pre-order. Spooky. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh man, we got some pre-orders coming up. Little tease. The Brew Boys. Little tease. Brew boy tease. Money. Yeah. All right. The Brew Boys. Uh, Anything else? On this? Uh, no, that's it. It looked right. great. All right. And I'm going to play the hell out of it. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to borrow it from you. <laughs> if you ever put it down. No. Never. No. Uh, so the next game, I, I'm i curious. I, I'm curious if you know what this is. Do you know what the Dark Crystal is? I know of it. Okay. Um, I know it's Jim Henson yep. of like the Muppets fame, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and I, I haven't watched it. Mostly because I was I was a labyrinth kid, and I was like, nah, okay. I'm good on 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 the other one because labyrinth has David Bowie. So I was like, I'm good. This is true. Right. This is true. No more, no more puppets for me. And it looked <laughs> scary and weird. So I was like, hard pass on that. Well, uh, I'm not gonna lie. You're right. It is a little scary, <laughs> but it's kind of a have, good you, have you seen it? Yeah, I have. I'm actually oh, seen man. it quite a few times. Uh, we have it at our apartment. Um, it's oh, you're one of those households. You uh... it's it's we're apparently a dark crystal household. Yeah, 
it's it's something that my girlfriend got me into. It very much their their mm. family loves it. Mm. So this is another shout out to them, I guess, because making a dark crystal game and See, it's, it's making you sick already. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> the infection is getting contagious. Yeah. It's killing me. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I don't really have much more to add to it. It's a tactics style game. Tactics. Yes. Uh, looks looks cute. Looks like a cute, fun game. Fun. If you're a Dark Crystal fan, get excited. And yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Uh, next, Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening. Um, it looks Your adorable. Boy? I didn't play the Game Boy version, which I think the original was a Game Boy game. Um, yes. Uh, I'm not getting this when it comes out, but it looks fun. Looks like a lot of fun. I will. I'm interested, and I don't have much 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 experience with the 2D Zeldas, yeah. so I'm not entirely sure. I love the art style. Um, I didn't know. Um, I like. I think there's chain chops and like and goombas in this one. Yes, it's that it's broke my brain. It's I was like, very Mario like stylized. Yeah, it's weird. It's very weird. Yeah, weird. it kind of it doesn't feel right. It. Honestly, it offends me, and it, uh, <laughs> I think it's against nature, against God. It is not how it should be. It should be Mario and Gooba, not Zelda and, and Chain Chomp. I'm just saying, it's a crime against humanity. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Zach, I, I this got, is an abomination. I got all that. I got against God. I can't. No, stop it. We're no. Okay. <laughs> it looked great. I I might play it eventually. Yeah. That's that's how I felt. Like maybe eventually. <laughs> I I just yeah. I. If I it's also. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but it does look good, and I'm happy. Yeah. Uh, this. Now, uh, another... I would say this is not a pre-order for the Brew Boys. No, certainly not. Certainly <laughs> yeah. not good, sir. Really trying to make this Brew Boys nickname happen, yeah. I like Brew Boys name. Oh, I'm happy. So, some other, uh, some cool, interesting news. Resident Evil 5 and 6 coming to the Switch. So, I think that every Resident Evil is now coming to the Switch except 7 at this point. Yeah, um, I think so. That's so. kind of cool. Uh, yeah. I like 5. Yeah. I like 6. There you go. I agree. Um, moving on, uh, I already talked about Animal Crossing, uh, if you're in Animal Crossing, I know nothing about that series, I know it's got a huge fan base, all I know is that it's got a huge fan base, it's like an adorable animation style, um, and if you're a fan of the series, you're getting your Switch game next year, March 2020. Yeah. Um. I know people will love it, I respect that. Yeah. I'll never take it away from them. Yep. But Animal Crossing makes you fall asleep. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I bought the 3DS version because a friend of mine was like, you gotta get it. We're all gonna play it together. And I was like, cool. I bought it. Fell asleep as I was playing it. Wow. I'm you not literally even kidding. Fall, I don't think I've ever fallen asleep like, playing a video game. I've fallen asleep reading a book, obviously during yeah. a movie. I'm gonna put a movie on after yeah. we're done this podcast. <laughs> fall asleep. Um, sure. But I don't think I've ever fallen asleep playing a game. Yeah, it was I, remarkable. It was actually kind of. Amazing. I was like, I thought I dreamed. I was like, I was like, well, am I still playing it? And I was like, no, I dreamed that. And then you just uh, kept hearing the and the old text box comes up. Mr. Rossetti came up. He's like, "What are you doing? Yeah, you got to save, man." 
I uh, uh, yeah. So basically, not for us, but it looks great. Look, it does. It does. Maybe, look great. maybe this one will be for me. Maybe, maybe. Or I'll just watch our friend play it. Uh, Fall asleep watching them. I'll just hang out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So we got two more big things here. Uh, first of all, hinted upon this earlier. I wanted to touch a little bit more on it. Not too much, but a little, just a little bit. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 is coming out in July, and go get oh, it. Oh, yeah. It looks great. It looks... It, I, I just... I, can't, I, I truly think this is an underrated title that is coming out next month. It looks like a great sequel to Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2. Yeah. Um, they took it into a more animated comic style, and it looks great. Yes. The characters, it looks through the roof with the amount of characters you can play as. Yeah. Can't wait to see the full roster when it comes out. Um, I just think it looks like a fun game, man. And I'm excited. I know that's a game that, like, you, me, my brother, a lot of Switch owners will get this game. Like, it'll, it's, oh, yeah. it's going to be a fun multi-platform or multi, multiplayer game. Ugh, sorry, tired. <laughs> that's brew uh, boys uh yeah we're i'm not i'm not brewing fumes. right now these these beans are getting low they're getting dried uh, out and getting crushed <laughs> all these grounds are just not doing it for us uh i think it looks amazing i think it's like a, it looks like the perfect multiplayer game too yeah like, it looks just so much fun like i know i'm gonna have a lot of fun playing this with a lot of people i'm really hoping I, sorry keep going no, I uh, just want to say if you interrupt me again, I never talk to you again. Fair enough. This podcast is okay. <laughs> Go ahead. I didn't really have anything to say. <laughs> I was just going to say, I hope that this has full multiplayer support. I hope you can use one Joy-Con if you want to do multiple Joy-Cons. I hope it also right. supports GameCube controllers because I have the GameCube hookup. And Ooh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I also want, like, I hope... One of the best things about the original was you could have four people play on a PS2 or a right. 360 or whatever. Like, I want full – I want all my friends to come over and be able to play on my Switch, and we don't need everyone's Switch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's right. So I, I want – I like, in this – the game itself looks great. To be absolutely perfect, I want this to have full multiplayer support on one cartridge alone. I really, really hope that's how it comes out. Um, and I'm just excited. I'm just excited. Uh, all right. Moving on to the last bit of news. The absolute, I saved this for absolutely last for a reason, for an absolute reason, my friends. And that is because this, this here is what makes Brandon the king of 2019 E3. <laughs> um, we got a trailer. A teaser trailer, no gameplay, but still a gorgeous teaser trailer that announced the sequel to The Breath of the Wild is in development. I cannot stress how I read nowhere. I read <laughs> on no forums, on no YouTubes, on nothing. Read it nowhere. Did anyone else predict that there was going to be mention <laughs> of a Breath of the Wild sequel? But this man here, Brandon... The Brew Boy called it <laughs> in our last episode, folks. That's why he's king. You know what? What I gotta say? What? Don't mess with the duck. That's me. I'm the duck. Don't mess with me. My shirt says. 
Don't mess with the duck. Oh God, I I still just in shock. And I've been here talk, for years. Can we talk about what it looked like? Like it it actually yeah. looks scary. I watched it that. Spooky, I watched that yeah. with Val, and we literally finished the trailer, and she looked over at me, and she was like, "That was kind of terrifying." Like it was like a David Lynch like movie. I was like, "What the hell is going on?" Like it's like it's dreamlike and scary and surreal and just like not sure what's happening nope and very like like all, all the lighting is very bizarre and like tough to tell what's going on but it's so exciting it's yeah. really cool i really hope they keep the same tone with the game overall and and so something that i saw i, I obviously as soon as it dropped people were talking about it right away i've seen theories that basically say that this game like so you we've both played breath of the wild and there's that prophecy yes. that foretells zelda ganon Gan- zelda ganon and link fighting right right and uh basically point people are pointing out that the prophecy slightly differs from what actually happens at the end of breath of the wild and this huh. trailer kind of lines up with what things say in the prophecy and so right. whether it was – there's two arguments. You could say that they planned it all along or they're planning it around the prophecy itself. But basically what the majority of people are saying is that this game is the true end to the prophecy. It'll be like – Oh, wow. Like like Breath of the Wild was just a taste and this is what was actually foretold. Ooh. And I really like that. That's it, really cool. That's super cool. Yeah. Do you want to hear uh... – my little theory, my yes. little prediction, as the king of E3 prediction. As the king of the E's of the threes. <laughs> I will bestow upon you. Uh, I'll take some pity on you, on these peasants. But no, uh, so how I like to think of, especially with Breath of the Wild, and Zelda overall, if you think about it, is that there's this whole idea of like Zelda as a franchise is about timelines and about how... You, you, you've heard the whole thing where there's like the three timelines Zelda where it's like this happens and it breaks off to this, breaks off to this, breaks off to this. Yeah, because of Ocarina of Time messing with time in it. Yeah, yes. Right. And it's all about cycles of how this is going to happen again and again now. this is It's the hero of time is going to come up and fight Ganon, this whole thing. And I think it's almost Nintendo acknowledging that, that it's like, you know, that's how Mario games are also. Mario games are about cycles, about... With Bowser steals Peach and runs away with her, which I was hoping Odyssey would do something different with that, but he just tried to get married to her, which is fine. Uh, <laughs> I don't come to Mario games for the story. Let's just put it that way. Yep. Zelda, what I really hope they do, and this could be really cool, is that I think that there's almost a thematic idea of cycles, of how in Breath of the Wild, it feels like you've been told that this this battle you had before the game starts has already happened now you're you're waking up and you're the whole game is building up to this battle you're about to have right but that's a cycle of you're having this battle again and again and again with McGannon and uh like in Link with with, with Zelda at stake and it's happened throughout this entire series this history of of games of just a cycle happening again and again and again of how this is going to ha- this has happened before it's going to happen again in the future. What if this game was about you have to break that cycle? And this is the 
end of Zelda. That would be awesome. That would be. So I think cool. it'd be really cool if it was like, all right, we've had this cycle going, and then it's like you get to the end, and it's like, all right, it's going to happen again, but instead. We're going to do something different. Like, Link is finally going to put a stop to this. This evil is going to keep coming back and back. But what if this time something different happens? And you know what happens? Up in the sky. Do you see that? It's a shooting star. No? I feel it's like a dropship. Like... <laughs> Master Chief walks out, holding a saw rifle, just shooting everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Just kicking down doors. We got a fight to finish. You know, you know. I thought you were gonna take that in a different <laughs> direction, and I thought a certain, a certain a uh, entity, a certain robotic destroyer was gonna show up to uh, <laughs> a no, time traveling robot might come and. Uh, that was uh, that's in the past. That was a <laughs> young man's game. That's uh, I'm not even like that person anymore that's uh that brandon is that's part one brandon <laughs> i i've grown past these <laughs> silly ant- antiquated ideas of what was it a a robot from the future <laughs> zach please can you just take this podcast a little more seriously i would just hope you would be able to do that us brew boys are at a higher <laughs> intelligential level I just think uh, that's ridiculous. I mean, wait, do you see that on the horizon? There's like a little red light, and I think I I hear something in the distance. No, Brandon, don't do it. No, it's just the battlefield music. Never mind. <laughs> done. <laughs> Got mixed I up. Sorry. Done. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's my theory about Zelda. Uh, <laughs> In honesty, going to the actual theory, it was pretty cool. That would be very interesting. Um, yeah, if all I that happens. Even, yeah. Like I, I'm gonna be bold and say like I don't think they would ever stop it entirely, but it would be right. cool. What if, to twist your theory a little bit, they break the cycle by starting a new one where it's now Ooh. Zelda versus Ganon instead of Link oh. versus Ganon. And Legend Hell. of Zelda going forward. Yes. And is that's the Legend Zelda. of Zelda. Yeah. That's the, t- like, the title is The Legend of Zelda. Like, I you finally get The cool. Legend of Zelda. So I like your theory with a little added Zack flair. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I poofed the flambe. Nintendo, uh, give us a ring. Give us a yeah. ring, ding, ding. You don't even you know, just just listen to the podcast and we'll take, put you on hold. I, I don't need I don't need money. I need money, but like I mean, <laughs> if you want to pay, but me, I like I'll, money. I'll take yeah. the money. You know, give give me mean, some of the money. <laughs> you don't have to pay us, but um, you know, may should pay us a little, bit, pay a little bit of uh, a little bit of on the side some uh. Some smackaroos. Little 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 uh, side action there. A little side. Give me some of that green. Yeah. <sighs> I'll tell you what, man. That was a beautiful episode. I've got nothing left. That I'm you know, I've been thinking about it. We've learned a lot 
here tonight. It's been we really have. We've had a lot of laughs, a lot of a lot of tears, a lot of heartbreak, a lot of reunions. But you know, the most important of all is Terminator. He's, uh, he's, gone. Uh, he's on the horizon. He's, he's still, absolutely. He's still I was waiting. He's he was ter- The most important thing is Terminator. It has to be Terminator. <laughs> But to be to like to wrap this up, you know what I was thinking about? What's that? This was a damn good E3. I mean, I know we said it before on our our first part, which will now become maybe maybe part two. Maybe this is like Twin Peaks. You gotta watch. You gotta watch them in like <laughs> like out of order to really get the full oh uh, yeah full effect I, of it. This is definitely going up first. Like, cause this, this is the is, David Lynch is, of uh, a <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Yesterday was fine, but this is definitely, this is the, this, this is a beauty. banger. This is a beauty. Yeah. This, this is a, uh, the brew boys have come into our own. Let's just say it like that. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, uh no, it's something I knew we talked about before, but it was just like, you know, E3 it's, it's gaming Christmas and it's so much fun every year. And, like when like just the process of being able to sit down and talk it out be able to remember all the great stuff that's coming out not only this year but next year and the year after that it's amazing a lot of highlights a lot of good things i mean some really great stuff and i'm always excited about but i'm more excited because i get to talk to you about it oh buddy pal that's a brew boy <laughs> hug right there mm mm that was a good one, yeah. A little too much on on the butt, but I uh, I'll, I'll let it go. Yeah. You know where you know where that hand's going. Yeah, you, got, <laughs> you know where the love goes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for following. Again, uh, my name is Zach. I'm the Philly Gamer. You can follow me on Twitter at the underscore Philly Gamer. Brandon, I am at Brandon Hyde H Y D E. And if you have any complaints about the Orioles, let me know. Please do, because it's nothing but entertainment. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, You can can find my writing at wigman.com and my podcast with my brother, Ryan, who I've mentioned many times, and Steve has been on a lot. Hide and go seek. Check it out. Check it out. Worth listening. A lot of fun. Uh, A bunch of guys having fun with a good conversation. Um, But you know what you got to do? You know, our usual sign-off, uh, smash that like button, ring that bell, let us know what you want to do. I'll mail you my kidneys. I'll, I'll go all laugh from our, our fans. That's like, how we do it. Like, subscribe, and, and we will do anything. You want to know, you, you tell me, you want me to do something with my face? Let me know. I'll put a knife right in my eye. I'm going to do anything with our fans. No, 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 too, too far, too far. But we will fight any of you, so feel free I to will, do that, too. I will bite Zach's face off. Let me know what you want. Oh, wait. I thought we just hugged. I'm a slave to the fans. Oh, my God. We're going to die. I've been Brandon. And I'm Zach. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. That's Caffeine Co-op, and we're out.